across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Call me now. What pizza do you like having, guys? Uh, evening. Thank you, James. Thank you, Ashy and Lee. Talk Radio. Start calling. You can call about anything you want. 0344 499 We call you back. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I tweeted something. A friend of mine sent me a thing. My friend Glenn sent me something on Twitter yesterday and said, have you seen this? And um, I don't click on links, but um, Glenn very rarely sends me things on Twitter. I thought, oh, I'll I'll have a little look at this. It is. (laughs) I watched it. I was parked up in the car last night before I went home. And um, I... It is the most incredible bit of footage I've seen in ages. Absolute ages. It, I, I retweeted it last night at about a quarter past one. So, some of you may not have seen the retweet. Some of you may have seen independently. And some of you may not have seen it at all. I'm going to play it, right? Have you seen this, the Dermot Murnahan thing? Oh, it's incredible. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, it's incredible. I was in Sky. I guess this happened on Sunday. Um, I was in Sky on Sunday, and I saw Dermot sat there at a computer, smiling to himself. And I wonder if he had this in mind. It really is. And this isn't... 
I'm not playing this apropos of it, you know, being a phone in or, or, or whatever. You may want to phone. You, you may want to phone in about it. You may not want to phone in about it. I don't know. Um, I'm just playing it as an interesting thing, right? I don't really know what it shows or what it tells us or what, but um, it's about poppies, all right? It's about someone not wearing a poppy. And it went out on, on Sky News. And um, I, I kind of understand why Dermot was attacking this particular gentleman, a gentleman called Raheem Kassam, who was in New York, um, and he's um, editor-in-chief of Breitbart News, which is a right-wing news organisation, right? I can kind of understand why he raised the subject with him. But from the first response, he should have realised, OK, well, that was a dead end. Let's move on to uh, another line of questioning. And he didn't. And I'm glad he didn't, right? Because it's a really uncomfortable bit of television. You, you don't need to see it to um, to get to how uncomfortable it is. You, you'll, you'll get it from um, the audio of it. It's about two and a half minutes long. So Delma is in the Sky Studio um, and uh, Raheem Kassam is in, I believe he's in either in Washington or New York. I think he's in New York. And he has um, uh, he, he, he was, I think, with Nigel Farage when he met Donald Trump. Okay, He's, he's in a picture with Farage and Trump and, and that's referred to. And um, well, have, let's just have a listen to it and, and and see where we go. And let me get it to the start. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to call in about this or anything else, you don't have to call in about this. It's, it's, it's work. Very good to talk to you, Mr. Kassam. Can I ask you first of all, uh, when uh, you and the others met Donald Trump, why weren't you wearing a poppy? Very hard to find a poppy in New York City. Actually, I had one uh, that I had oh. from uh, from England in my um, in my other coat. Uh, but we got some new coats for the trip, and I forgot to move it over. So that was all that was. Well, I was in uh, New York City all last week covering the elections, and guess what? I had a poppy. Everyone I was with had a poppy. The Americans had poppies, and you couldn't find one. Yeah. No, I had one on on my other coat. In fact, I was wearing it just before uh, we went up. I was stopped on the street by a couple of Canadians who recognised my poppy and said, you know, thanks for wearing that, and they were wearing theirs as well. So, believe me, there was no, uh, no attempt to be not wearing poppies. No, well, it's, it's the act of wearing them. Well, Aaron Banks managed to get his hands on one. Brought one over because he flew over the day before from England. Of course, I've been over here now for a, for a long time, and my poppy got a bit tatty, and so I thought it was it probably wasn't best to be wearing it in a picture. But I also, it's funny enough, you bring that up. I didn't realise you were going to ask that. Uh, today, I made a donation of three hundred pounds to the uh, Royal British Legion. So uh, mm. I think I think uh, it's not just about poppies; it's about making sure that these charities are helped financially as well. But it is about the actual display, is it not? To say, to show the poppy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know where you're going with this. I've told you I had a poppy on my other coat. It seems a bit silly. Well, you know, you can tell that to the British Legion, can't you? Nigel Farage, also not wearing one, two years ago, was saying how he was very, very miffed about not being allowed to appear at the Cenotaph. Mm, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the question is. <laughs> well, the question is the disrespect. I mean, would you like to apologise for it? I mean, it doesn't really sound to me as if you forgot it is, is, is a good enough excuse. 
Well, like I say, I donated £300 to the Royal British Legion today, well before I knew you were going to ask these gotcha questions. Um, you had, you, you, your producer billed me as coming on to talk about the meeting with Donald Trump. Um, and quite frankly, I've been wearing a poppy uh, for weeks now, and I, I've been over here in the United States. I, I had a poppy on my coat. You know, this is, this is, this is silly politics, Dermot. Can we, ask, can we talk about the issues? We, we certainly can. But, you know, there are colleagues of mine who appear on the news, who decide not to wear a poppy and make such donations as your own and get dumped upon by members of your party and by others. Well, why do they choose not to wear them? I didn't choose not to wear one. Why do they well, choose not to wear one? OK, well, we are going around in circles, but they forgot to wear them. Well, now, That's you okay. to, now, you, now you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> now, Raheem Kassab, he was the, the guy that was, everyone was saying was a bit too, he was going to be, the, he was running for the leadership of UKIP and he was a bit too right-wing. <laughs> Right. So I'm not a fan of his. But that's a masterclass in how to be an arse, isn't it? It's just appalling. And the beauty, the beauty of it, when he, he, he kind of comes... Well, there are other presenters who choose not to wear it. He thinks he's got him. Of course he hasn't. Um, there is... I mean, you might want to call in about that. There's no real conversation. I just thought it was such a stunning piece of um stupidity and i quite like dermot i think dermot's you know i've seen his um bare ass crack that's a true story he used to use i used to use the same gym as him he was always running he was always on the running machine pounding away Um, and i've seen him naked and i've seen simon Pegg naked these things happen guys these things happen um but it's just such a deliciously uncomfortable interview that fails on every single level why am i playing that well tonight i haven't got anything i'm a spent force i'm a husk i was yay close yay close to going ah do you know what i don't think i can do it today you know i had a kind of a tough day and i say tough um I struggled to get out of bed. I mean, that it's tough. It wasn't um, dodging bullets or anything. That was that was it. Um, so I'm not sure. You know, last week we did a show where we didn't have anything, and it was a lovely experiment. This is literally um, uh, a shell of a man sat in a studio for three hours, and we'll see what happens. Tonight's show setting is functional. It may or may not work. It may be good. It may not be any good. I've got some stories in the newspapers to talk about. I've got some bits and pieces we can talk about. We'll see what happens. But if you are a new listener, uh, don't judge me on this show. Uh, you know, don't judge me on this. You're more than welcome to call in 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I shall be going to see um, the, what's it called? Super Fantastic Beasts or whatever it's called. I'm going to go and see that at the weekend. The boys are very, very excited by that. Very excited. Looks proper. I'm hoping it's going to be one of them films what is actually proper scary. That's what we're after. Proper scary. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give me a call. For those of you who are new to the show, let me do my little spiel. For those of you who've heard this before, give me indulge me for three minutes. You don't need to listen. I know that um, some people is always banging on about how it sounds different. It's boring. Well, you know, we're getting more 
and more listeners every night. Uh, most other radio shows at this time of night will be talking about, gosh, I don't know, Lord Farage. Um, the Trump talk has kind of cooled down ever so slightly. Um, and other bits and pieces, like HS2 is a, a, a big news story of the day. Um, and we could sit here and talk about those things, but... <laughs> You know, I'd like to kind of make this show a little bit different. And um, instead of me setting an agenda per hour, uh, I just kind of sit here and we have the microphones open and the phone lines and you can call in about anything you want. Uh, I've made a rule yesterday that you can't call in about Brexit or Trump unless, unless you can say something completely new um that hasn't been said on any other phoning show before we had one gentleman a guy called barry call in the other night who tried and failed miserably the one thing he he thought hadn't been said before was that well i mean he was right as much as if you add the letters i and h you get the word triumph but that was just a, a, a cack-handed way of going into saying he think president trump would be a triumph well, okay well that that that's been said before so you can only call in about those things if you have something new and original to say oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand jonathan that's general blazing noah to you civilian yes sir i'll get on to that after okay we're gonna what's coming are you gonna give us a little light hors d'oeuvre before we get down to your militia Yes. You know I've had that, you know I've had t-shirts printed up. Yeah, that's what I wanted to speak to you about. Uh-oh. You listening, Scott? What gave you what what gave you the right to make those uh, without my permission? Huh? What gave you the right to make those uh, t-shirts without my permission? What gave me the right? Who said, who's in fact who said that you were me- you were members? Oh. We have a st- we have we have a strict criteria: no lefties, oh. no Muslims, no oh. Vernon K, no oh. Scientologists. Okay, well, um, I'm three of those things, so I guess that rules me out. Yeah. No. And if we if there are t-shirts going to be made, yeah. they will be made by Race Riot Apparel of oh, America. For goodness sakes! You've even got a racist clothing company. That you oh, use, and that's, and that's another. That's another thing. You've got to stop calling white people racist. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not calling white people racist. I'm calling racists racists. You're a racist, Jonathan. No, I'm not. I'm well, a white you've just, person. You, know, you, you know. Well, you. Yes, you are. You're also a racist, Jonathan. You've just. No, you've I'm just, not. Yes, you are. You've just. Um. You've just said that you're going to get all of your your gear for your militia. Um, made by a racist organisation. It's not a racist organisation. That's just the name of the company. What's it? What's the company called again? I'm going to Google it. Race Riot Apparel. Race Riot Apparel. Let's have a little look there. Um, there's no such place. It, well, it, 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 it exists. Well, well, it, well, it doesn't. Well, it does. Well, well, it, well, you well, may it, not it, find a website for it, right, but it does exist. Right, okay. It does, it, does, it does exist because I've heard from people who bought T-shirts. And what them. T-shirts, Jonathan? 
What T-shirts have, have your friends bought from this non-racist organisation? Trump is my president. That's the first one. Yep. Also, many about Pepe and Keck and uh, uh, Hillary for prison. Okay, right. Well, those aren't racist. You're right. But no, Jonathan, let, let, let's make no bones about it, okay? You are a, a, an obnoxious uh, a racist <laughs> fantasist. No, I'm not. Well, no, you are. That I mean, that's those are that's a fact. I've just that's an actual factual. No, it isn't. Well, it is. It no, is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It's just you projecting your own white guilt. No, no, no. I have no guilt about being white. Yes, you do. No, I, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> what makes you say that? Because you've been conditioned by 50 years of so-called well, no, progressive but, but, education. But no, 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 Jonathan, d- d- let's not, not talk in generalistics, let's talk in specifics. Specifically about me. What, what makes you think I have, what was it, white guilt? Yes. What, what makes you think that? Because you always have to talk down the white race, you no. always have okay, to... Okay, stop there, stop there, stop there, stop there, stop there. Let's go with one point at a time. When have I talked down the white race? All the time. When? Give me an example. Because Specific example. Well, there are so many, it's nope. hard to record. If there's so many, one. it will be easy to pluck one from them. Give me one... Specific you example. Keep calling white people racist. No, I'm not. I'm calling you a racist. Specifically, you a racist. I, 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 no, give no. me one example. That, give me that, one, that. Jonathan. Give me. One. There are so many. I'm this. You one no, you haven't. You keep calling, you keep calling white people. And I racist. keep. I keep correcting you. I don't keep calling white people racist. I call you a racist because you are a racist. If there was any confusion, no, you are the only person that took that to be a blanket statement about white people. It wasn't. It was about you specifically. So no, it wasn't. Can it you, was about no, white people. It, 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 it wasn't Jonathan. It was about you, and that's and that, there's the that's and right. there's because the proof. There's there's the proof. There's the proof that you're a fantasist. There's the proof that you're a fantasist. So that's two points. I've I've proven you are a fantasist racist. No, not. <laughs> well, you, but but you are. You 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 you're, you're being paranoid now. No, I'm not. And also, and another way I can prove. So, so, so there was, there was, there was no way you could prove that I've got white guilt. Okay, next point. Next yeah. point. Next criticism of me. Okay, you're a hypocrite, a racist, because you wear a poppy when you hate uh, the people of this country. Right. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Um, why do I? There's, there's so much. There's so much in that sentence. It's delicious. Why? What makes you think I hate the people of this country? Because you're always calling them racist. No, I'm not, Jonathan. 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 If we, I, I'm really prepared to have this conversation, but you've got to. Okay, let me make it easy for you. Shall I make it easy for you? If I gave the impression that when I called you Jonathan from Swansea a racist, if I gave the impression I meant all white people, that was my mistake. I apologise. I thought it was clear when I said that you are a racist. I thought it was clear I specifically well, meant you. If there was any confusion, if there was any confusion around that, Jonathan, you you, you have my apologies. Uh, uh, and so you cannot now say that I call all white people racists because I don't. Well, you want to replace white people with uh, immigrant savages because... Well, hang on, hang on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, right, let's, we're going at this sentence at a time, right. I don't want to replace white people with immigrants, and you've just used a racist phrase, immigrant savages. That is, that is actual, 
No, it isn't. That's, yes, it that's, is. That's no, a truthful. No, 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 Jonathan. Now, now Jonathan. Who's being post truth. No, 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 no. Now, who's being post twat, Jonathan? That is act- an actual racist statement. And you, you, no, you're, you're very good at uh, c- 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 calling us out. Oh, you, you always say racist. People always say racist. Well, well, you people, Jonathan. It's not racist, you people, it's the, truth. The, the extreme right, always bring out the post truth line these no, days. No, that's actually the left. Well, no, but, that, but I know, word. but the right have adopted it. Jonathan, you, you just, just like used... Jonathan, 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 you've just said a racist statement, OK? No, it's not racist. It, no, it's but it is. Well, the, it's not racist. Yeah, yeah fact, yeah, they, 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 they can be when they come from the mouth of a racist, and it's, it's no, not a not. fact. No, they're not. You're confusing facts with feelings. Yeah, and you're confusing um, uh, facts with the, the tosh that's spilling out of your, your b- b- particularly bile-filled <laughs> mouth this evening. You're even <laughs> angrier and more nonsensical than normal. At least normally you, you, you're, you're a little bit light-hearted, and we know that, that there's a bit of racism going on, but we kind of turn a blind eye to it because you it's don't bring it up racism. on the show. But when you say you are, that I want... When you, you, you make uh, uh, speak untruths, like I want... What was it? All white people replaced by immigrant savages. A, that's a lie. B, that's defamatory. C, that is um, kind of libelous, but I'll let you get away with it. And D, it, it's racist. And, and you're yes, an intelligent it, man. You're an intelligent man. So you know that all those points I just made are correct. You know that. No, it's the policy of the British establishment. Oh, but well, I'm not the dude. I'm not the British establishment. You're talking about. We're talking about me specifically. Me specifically. Well, have you been co-opted? Explain what you mean by that. That you've been co-opted by the establishment to push their memes and agenda. I don't know. Can, do you mind if I just um, th- th- text my Zionist media bosses and ask them? It's not the Zionists I'm Is it worried not? about. It's the cultural Marxists. Okay. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. Sometimes you spout the biggest amount of utter, utter bollocks. <laughs> I mean, really. And tonight, you you really have gone... You know, you've taken it to, to, to a brand new level. What's going on in your life that makes you so angry? Because I know that you're a nice bloke. And I know that you're all right. And I know that you, you might be a little bit racist, but I don't think you're the massive racist that you portray on here. You just like people to hate you. Well, there is a certain gratification of being hated. I thought there might be. I thought there might be. Say hello to Bill. Hello, Bill. Hello, are you a traitor or are you a hero? What are you waffling on about, son? Uh, just the uh, double standards of the uh, media and the politicians and the establishment when it comes to uh, race baiting. Oh, mate. Oh, John, listen, you're, you're obsessed. It's not healthy, son. I, t- I tell you what's not healthy, and it, uh, it's... People uh, complaining about the poppy on both sides of the argument. You've got, on the one side, FIFA telling us what we can and can't wear in our own country. And on the other side, you've got a bunch of people like James O'Brien and Tony Blair who hate the people of this country but wear the poppy anyway in the middle of October as a political prop to pay lip service to the fact that they give a damn about uh, our grandfather's killing their heroes in 
Okay, so why does James O'Brien hate the UK? Well, listen, James O'Brien isn't here, so I, don't, I, I think it's unfair to. I think it's unfair to. to, to, to Jonathan, if, if Jonathan, if if Bill sang to you, would would that help? No, I tell you what, Bill, would help. Bill, Bill, sing to Jonathan. Come on, we we need we need a song now. More, we need hope in our heart now more than ever, Billiam. So sing away, sing, sing, sing. Johnny, Johnny. Stay away from the news. Why don't you just chill out and go for a walk or something? And maybe meet a woman. And maybe you'll be less stressed. Unleash the love. Release the hate. Stop staying at home because you sound like all you do is I won't say it, but it rhymes with date. Jonathan, feel better? I'd feel better if the Royal British Legion gave Tony Blair's blood money Bloody back. Bloody hell. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what, honestly, what is wrong with you, pal? <laughs> no, seriously, mate. Like, you, you're just... You're like... Oh, my God. You're like some sort of racist rain man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, what is... There's, there's, um, there's uh, t- tonight's podcast title, The Racist Rain Man. Thank you oh. for that, Bill. No worries, mate. Thank you, mate. There we go. Um, that was... Um... <laughs> You're like the racist rain <laughs> I've never... Bill's been calling me for about ten years. I've never heard him so excited as he was then. And that's kind of how the show works. You don't have to be a racist or a singer to call in. Um, it, it, it helps, but you don't have to be. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. You can call in about literally anything you want. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, Jonathan's going to be unhappy. It's Black Friday soon. Black Friday. I don't get it. 03444991000 is the telephone number. I don't get it. It's where people go and fight over um, uh, 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 TVs and that have been reduced by about five quid. Or, or, or there'll be a shop and it'll have two, t- two TVs for a tenner uh, and the rest of the stuff. But anyway, it turns out it's a con. Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? Oh, yeah, it's a con. All it's good for is um, local TV crews to set up inside the shops so that when the doors are opened or the barriers are lifted, um, they get all the shites, the shites, they get all the shots of people fighting and um, falling over on the floor. The The person who's first and then trips over in the rush and then is at the back of the queue... Wonderful. Anyway, it's all a con. So, if you're going to be a part of it, you're a sucker. You're a sucker. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Beware of Black Friday bargains, says Sean Poulter, the consumer affairs editor of the Mail. He's so con- uh, concerned. He's put the word bargains in inverted commas. Half of prices are higher than in the months before and after the so-called sales bonanza. We, we all know that's how sales work. 
don't we? They, the, the, if there's a, sta- a sale, generally, what's the? It's like three weeks or something before. For three weeks before, they'll up the prices, and then they'll put a big sign on saying "sale," and they'll reduce it to the original price. Suckers. I just here's the here's the thing I've um, uh, decided. Right. First of all, I've got too many things, so I'm stopping buying things. And um, that's also good for my wallet. I've stopped buying, ordering books and DVDs, although I got I got sent a book today. Where is it? Oh, it's out there. I got sent a really good book today. I'm, 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 I'm going to try and uh, crash read it, because I want to get the guy on. No sign of Tony Robinson. I'm guessing that's not happening. Is, did you get an email saying it was happening? I didn't get an email saying it was happening. I hope it happens. Um, oh, is he? I don't know. Have you spoken to the lady? Brilliant. All right, groovy. Well, we'll sort that out. Um, I'm still trying to chase chase the lady that wrote the uh, 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 whose sister was murdered by Fred and Rose West, but the, but they seem to have gone very quiet, and I don't want to be too forceful with uh, with them. I think she's been. No, it's an amazing book, and if we don't get her on, I'll talk about the book anyway. There's a few bits and pieces I want to read from it. Um, but I I I, I just I've got enough things. I don't want any more stuff because stuff is just a pain, isn't it? move stuff around and where do you where do you put stuff and when you die what happens to your stuff you know your stuff and when i say what happens when you die i don't mean um the important stuff like um um i haven't got any important stuff it's all rubbish the guitars will go will be split between the boys the uh, monkeys collection will be split between the boys and they'll think what a load of rubbish and they'll sell it and get about two grand and spend it on fags anyway so i'm getting less and less stuff and i i enjoy having less and less stuff it's a nice place to be Half of prices are higher than in the months before and after the so-called sales bonanza. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Half of Black Friday deals are not what they seem. <gasps> you don't say. With some products even going up in price, according to a study. Consumer group which found shoppers may be duped by the growing frenzy around the November sales when they could get better deals before or afterwards. Here's the point I was going to make earlier, and I forgot. Buy buy stuff when you need it. Right? If your TV breaks, or you move to somewhere and you need a bigger TV, well, then then, then buy the TV. You know, and, and, and a look online, look at Amazon, look at the manufacturer's site, look at John Lewis, look at uh, uh, Argos, compare it, the best price, has that got free delivery? Beautiful, I'll have that, thank you. And that way you're spending it, because you need it. Spending in Black Friday sales reached £3.3 billion last year. And is expected to top 6.7 billion this year as retailers' promotions go on for longer. So hang on, it's not Black Friday, it's a whole black week. Which, it's got a question mark after it, which followed last year's Black Friday bargain claims and found some prices fell further soon afterwards you suckers you absolute suckers that's what you are 
while other deals made products more expensive than they had been in earlier months. Black Friday, which began in the US, falls the day after Thanksgiving. My prediction, in, in five years' time, we'll have thank, Thanksgiving will be a thing in this country. I guarantee it. Uh, it's November the 25th this year. It was brought to the UK by Amazon and Asda. But retailers across the high street and online now take part, with many promoting price cuts ahead of the day itself. I've told you how to save money buying clothes. I never pay full price in Gap. I get all my shirts from Gap, right? And I never pay full price, because if you go on their website and sign up every day, literally every day, I get a voucher from Gap. And sometimes it'd be 25%. I don't, if it's 25%, not interested. I'm not going for that. 40%. Quite often you get 40% off. So sign up, sign up at Shop at Gap. And if we all did it, they'll go bust. No, hang on. Um, researchers at which track deals for 20 gadgets and home appliances on various sites for three months before and two months after Black Friday last year. They found 49% of the products on offer were actually cheaper before or after Black Friday. Curries, let's, let, we want numbers, guys. I want, Tom, I'll come to you in a minute. 0344 We want numbers, guys. Curry's was <laughs> was selling an LG soundbar speaker for £239 on Black Friday, but it could have been bought for 230 throughout September. WTF? It sold a Samsung washing machine. Jesus. For £1,149 with a claim saving of 450 However, the price fell by uh, about £70 three years later. Who buys a washing machine for 1140 Washing machines, they're like 250 quid, aren't they? Washing machine is about £250. Oh, there's, an, uh, there's a poster, and if they're advertising with us, brilliant. It's a wonderful, wonderful product. But I saw a poster, right, and it's a picture of a woman on a bus... Have you seen this post? It's a picture of a woman on a bus, right? And it's one of these things where you can control your home by your phone, right? And there's loads of them, right? So I don't know which one it is. I don't think we're advertising with this. And then it's a picture of various appliances. And she's tapping the screen and smiling, right? And there's a picture of a fridge, a washing machine, a cooker. And, and it says, that the caption is, that's the washing done. I don't, but, but you have to have had the clothes and the tablet in the washing machine. Why, why would you not just put it in there and press start? Well, I don't understand why uh, the clothes might get creased. Well, most washing machines, especially the ones that cost over a thousand pounds, they have a timer on it. You can set the timer, but why? I don't, I put the... I've got some clothes, I put them in the washing machine, I put the tablet in, I shut the door. Um, should I do it now? No, I'll do it later on when I'm on the bus. Because I've got an app. So I'll do the wash, I'll wash the clothes when I'm on the bus. That way when I get home, they'll be nice and freshly clean for me to put on the clothes horse. What? Why would anyone be on the bus and go, Ooh, 
Oh, it's 11 o'clock. Time for me to... I'm, do the, I'm just doing the washing machine. It's on my phone. I know, it's brilliant. Why would anyone do that? People are idiots. This is what I've, I've found, and Jonathan's call, I think, proves it. People are absolute idiots. Things like Jonathan. Let's, this is what we'll do. We'll compile a list of why people are idiots, OK? It's going to be called the Idiot List. Idiot List. It's a Bob Dylan joke for you there, guys. Things that prove that we are all idiots... Jonathan, Black Friday, remote-controlled washing machines. 0344 499 1000. It took 40 minutes, but we have a theme for the show. We're compiling an idiot list. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Let's go to Tom. Evening, Tom. Evening, hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. Tom, what you got for us, boss? Well, um, first of all, just a quick question. Mucky Kato, a reference from last week, I y- think. Yes, sir. Do you believe that was a real Mucky Kato incident? Um, I would never question. Um, a gentleman um, who who's claiming to be pleasured whilst up being on the phone to us. I would never question that, Tom. It would be um, it would be disrespectful of me. <laughs> I was I, I was in shock, disbelief, but laughing and holding the belly in from laughing. Brilliant. Well, he really had to hold his up. belly in so that access could be anyway, anyway, anyway. Right. So I'm stuck on the M25 where I have been for over three hours and done about three miles. How do you occupy yourself and not go mad when when it's so easy to do it, stuck in this little metal box? It is, um, uh, well, you're listening to this rubbish, and I'm sorry we're delivering a... I would, I would give tonight's show five out of ten so far. It's a, it's a substandard show. Um, there's... Well, race, Racist Rain Man was, was, his, was his pleasurable self. That was good. By the way, I'm going to... If anyone wants to start a band called Racist Rain Man, I will totally play, uh, play bass in that. Um, <laughs> there is... There, being in a car... It is just one of the most tedious things ever. I'm doing a lot of driving at the moment, to and from work, and it's. it's but since since it's it's got darker and wetter, it seems to be taking forever to drive into work. And we're we're going to move to a new studio probably sometime next year. That could add up to another forty five minutes on my journey. Um, I don't think there is, Tom. I don't think there what? is. I've had such a good day, and I've really been smiling and had a good day, and I have ups and down days, and, and today's been a great one, and you're kind of sitting here not trying to... I'm in lane one, the outside three lanes are closed, apparently, in about a mile's time, but everyone's still popping out of this lane to go and creep down and then yeah, 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 gather back in the queue later and all that trick. And I'm really trying to just smile about it and think, yeah, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, but I'm really driving me bonkers. I tell you the thing, so I, I just... the, the thing I hate on motorways is when the traffic literally doesn't move. You've not moved for an hour. And people start yeah. getting out of their cars. Yeah, we just I... had that. A oh. young lady just went scrambling over the uh, barrier trying to find a, a bit of relief or a bit of a oh, really? hiding place so she could relieve herself. I yes. hope everybody, um, everybody did the respectful thing and honked their horns at her. There was a bit of that from a couple of lorry drivers, yeah. Yeah, of yeah, course. Gotta, whenever, gotta whenever I see a gentleman on the uh, hard shoulder of the motorway urinating, I always bib them. You have to. And when you're being bibbed at because you're doing it, yeah. you wave. Yeah, good, good, good. That's we it. have the same conditions. This is good. Tom, this, should, we do a, should we do a thing they do on local radio? They're going to do a little local radio trick, right? Um, so you, are you not moving at all? 
I haven't moved at all right. for about an hour and 15. Right, let's do a little local radio trick, right? And, and, and this will backfire terribly on us, right? Let's see how many people are listening to the show. Can you wind your windows down? Certainly can. Let's and get d- it all open. Tell us, this is proper local radio now. Tell us wh- exactly where you are, Tom, to the best of your ability. So, I think I'm about a mile short of Junction 28. We, which uh, way are you going? I'm going... Uh, Clockwise. You're going clockwise. clockwise. Back to, All right. Back to the tunnel, so, yeah. if there now there'll be a little delay. If there is anybody who's listening to this who thinks they are near Tom, right? Honk your horns now. Now we just got to wait, Tom, because there'll be a delay. Yeah, that's not gone well. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Delay. It's the delay. How long, how, how long is the delay? Right. Hang on, it could be... Oh, would you... We, we might have just had one there. They might be shy honkers. <laughs> that's the other title for the show. That is the other title for the show. Oh, well, no one's listening. That's fine. That's fair. That, 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 that's fair enough. No one's actually... Oh, I think there's too much... I think there's too much hate in this queue. There's no love. I think there's a lot of people listening. They, they, in, they fa- fair. in fairness, Tom... You could have bibbed your horn and pretended it was another. There was the car next to you. You could have done that for me, couldn't you? Should we, should we go again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Right. So, okay. if you're stuck just before Junction Twenty Eight of the uh, M Twenty Five, going clockwise, um, and you're listening to us, bib your horn now. <laughs> hey! Oh! Right! Whoa! Oh. And they sound no. Oh! Oh, different people as well, out here. Different and the, people. And they sound close. Oh, they're waving. Oh, there's people waving. Oh, beautiful. Oh, Tom, you've made my evening. You've made mine. I think I've made theirs. Thank you very much, Tom. And, of course, Tom, you're the passenger in the car, because even when you're stuck in traffic, it's illegal for you to make a phone call. Hands free. I'm all right. Oh, there we go. In that case, we can do that. Lovely. Thank you, Tom. I think I got um, done speeding again the other night. I told you about this. right? You know I was up to nine points, and I went uh, down to six. And I was trying, and I'm now. I am just so cautious driving. Cass been in the car with me on the motorway, and I, I got now. I know I've got um, cruise control. I set it to sixty-eight miles per hour on the motorway. I'm in, and I'm, and I love it. I love it. It's made my life so much better, right? And uh, and, and and so much stress free. And so I'm the, I'm now spot on, right? And there's a bridge, Hammersmith flyover. The way I drive back, right? And it's 30 miles an hour, but it's one of those... It's that bit of road that's a really slow 30. Do you know what I mean? You're driving it and it's a slow 30. And generally, I keep to 30 and everyone's bombing past me on there. Bombing past me. And then last week, I was doing 37 on there. 37. Half past one in the morning. It's, It's a slow 30. And for the first time ever... And also, I wasn't sure it was 30, right? Because there are no... There were no speed signs there. The only reason that makes me think it was 30 was going the other way. It's 30. So when I come into London, I see it's 30. Going out of London, there are no speed signs, right? And then the other night, I drove over it, and there was a copper at the end with a, with a, a speeding gun. I thought, oh, no. But maybe it's not a 30. Maybe it's a 40. And then when I drove over there um, two nights ago, 
They've put signs up there saying 30. Cheeky get... So I'm going to get done. Again, I'll be up to nine points. And I don't lose... I don't lose any more points until November next year. Jesus. Flipping heck. And I was... Oh, I'm so good now. I'm so good. I'm so good. Oh, man, alive. No, another reason to jump off a bridge. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Let's go to... Connor, I'll come to you in a minute. Let's go to Jerry. Evening, Jerry. Well, I'd say Tom's committed a criminal offence. What? It's illegal to blow a hole in a stationary vehicle. Say that again, Jerry. Tom's blowing his own in a stationary vehicle. He's just breaking the law. Bibbing the horn is? Yeah, breaking the law. Picking the horn in a stationary vehicle. Well, in that case, we're going to have to, um... Give the details of our last caller over to the police, and I apologise yeah. for that last caller, but... And it's told by a Wi-Fi washing machine one time in a traffic jam, would it? Well, why would anyone want to do their washing remote control? I'd, what, that, I mean, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? Have you got built-in dryer as well? Have they got what? Built-in dryer. Um, I don't... That's, that's a fire hazard. Are you not supposed to do the drying when you're out of the house? Then, no, it's fire acid. Oh, blimey. Oh, bloody hell. My cousin went to the fire studio. He said, you're not supposed to leave washing tool dryers on. No, that's not true. It's, it's, it's got to be said advice. It's not, not legislation. It's advice. Actually, not actually, not legislation, but actually there, there, there are a series of tumble dryers that keep bursting into flames, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe... Um, so, I was going to say, also this thing of being able to set the heating in your home, so when you get home it's warm. I like the fact that when you get home, it's freezing (laughs) cold and it takes half an hour. Otherwise, if you're heating the house when you're not there, that's a waste of money. Put a jumper on. It's not good for the environment. No, run around a bit. Carbon footprint. Carbon footprint. I've got their second album somewhere. What you got for us, Jerry? How's things going for you? Hey. How are things going for you? Going all right. I'm doing well today. I've had a couple of monster cans. So I'm being off my face for a bit. Not good. What, why have you been off your face? I had monster cans. I'm out of drinks. Oh, God. I was off my face. I'm like madman. We're looking down the corridor. What happens when a bloke with Parkinson's has too many energy drinks? Just getting loopy. Yeah? I'm more loopy than usual. Struth. I can't drink any of those things because I, I they just stink. Yeah, they just. I remember one night when I used to drink. I remember in San Francisco, um, and I discovered vodka and Red Bulls. Oh, they slip down way too easily, and you're I you're absolutely cold, steaming, but you are off your face. Carl Malden. What, what did Carl, Carl Malden didn't drink them? Did he? He's from San Francisco. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yes. I thought you were saying he invented the Red Bull and vodka. No, you might have done. You might have done. Michael Nesmith of the invented tippets. Is that true? Michael Nesmith of the monkeys. His mother invented tippets. Yes, and she would go um, from door to door, office to office, with a big jar of it, selling it. But she liked Nesmith. She seems a bit moody. She's his image. Um, Nesmith is, oh, I interviewed him, he's alright, and what, what people don't know is that Mickey Dolenz's mother invented the delete key on early computers. But she didn't invent the Wi-Fi washing machine, no? Yeah, exactly, Jerry! 
We're that's living... What, what's that film that everyone recommends to me? It actually isn't that good. Idiocracy. Um, where where oh, yeah, the, con- the, the whole Martin. world, the country and the country of America and the world are run by idiots. Steve Martin, back catalogs, nothing else for me. Yeah. Terrible, terrible actor. Oh, hang on a minute. Here we go. Look. Jane, Jane is tweeting, Hooray, it's Jerry. Here to cheer us all up. You've got fans, Jerry. No, I think he's being sarcastic. No, I t- I t- unfortunately, I, t- I don't think she is. Uh, I don't. I, th- I think Who she's is a that? J- j- that's uh, Jane. Jane C. Jane C. Yeah. Hello. Nice. Thank you. Anyway, I've got an idea. I've got an idea for Christmas. Oh yeah, go on. Get Lindsay Lohan back and do a Christmas video with Nigel. Christmas stocking I, I um. I befriended Nigel on Facebook, then I immediately unfriended him. I tell you why. Someone sent me a message yesterday, mm-hmm. saying that he, there are, he's talking to unsavoury types on Facebook, and he needs a lot of money. Right? Oh Jesus! Yeah, exactly. Um, I just I put, it popped up on mine. Just to be want to be friends with. <laughs> I thought no, not not a chance. But I um I, I, I'm. I've been really clear to him from the start that he won't get much more than 60 quid out of th- this song, right? But, of course, Nigel is is um, is um, is slightly different from us and processes information in a different way that we do. So I would say to you, Jerry, that song we did, you'll get about 60 quid, and you'd understand you're going to get about 60 quid. Well, I think Nigel processes that as he's going to get about five grand. So he's talking to people. Someone told me he's talking to people on Facebook, and they're, they're kind of bullying him for money and stuff like that. Um, and so I befriended Nigel on Facebook, uh, and then I couldn't see any shenanigans, and so I unfriended him. I, 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 and um, part of me wonders how much responsibility I have for him, and actually, I have very, very little responsibility for no, him. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been very, very clear from the outset is going to get about 60 quid. I've not got the money yet, so it's not me going, yeah. But it, the lesson from this, Jerry, is never um, get involved with listeners in financial transactions. No, nasty. Nasty. Ex-party. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Give me a second. Stick it up your bum. Ta-ta. Um, Connor, I'll come to you after the news, if that's all right. Um, so you get a fair crack of the whip. 0344. 499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give me a call. We're compiling an idiot list. Uh, things that prove that in 2016 we are all idiots. And also you can call in about any old iron, any old iron, any, any, any old iron. It's very, very simple. Uh, 0344-499-1000. You call up, you speak to either Kath or Ed, they'll take your name and your number, and they will call you back. It's Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Ah, another two hours to go. Uh, Connor, you'll be up after the news, then it could be you, dear listener. 03444991000 is the telephone number. We've got Jonathan, we've got Black Friday and remote control washing machines. What else proves we're idiots? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club. Dedicated to the one I love. I've 
4991000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Yes, Connor! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Connor. What have you got for us, boss? Well, I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed the extra additions to uh, Sunday's show. Oh, you, you, were, that, uh, well, you were there with um, your um, uh, lady friend, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, uh, I was. Did, we didn't speak afterwards, did we, Connor? No. What, what's wrong? Is there is there beef between us? What's, what, 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 what's going on there, man? What's happening? No, what's the vibe? I, I was I was gutted really because obviously I wanted to come and chat to you afterwards, but uh, we parked in a car park that shut at ten, <laughs> so we kind of had to leg it out. What were you doing parking in a car park that shut at ten? There was for the, for the, for the there was free parking. I, I parked in the street. Yeah, um, oh. I don't know why we did, but you prune. I know. Um, exactly I, I did for those. Uh, right, I did so. I did this show last year. Ian Lee versus Radio. It's like a sort of comedy lecture uh, with the word comedy <laughs> with a very small c. Uh, and then I thought, oh, someone asked me to go and do a couple more shows. I thought, okay, but I thought, but because I was doing it in Luton where I, I did it before, I thought loads of people would have seen it. So I, I kind of added some new bits. And then I at the start of the show said, right, who's who's seen the show before? Only six people put their hands up. I thought, oh. Unbelievable. You gits. Mm. I've put in all this extra <laughs> chancy material. Um, well, I'm glad you said, uh, I'm glad you said that it, 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 it worked. Uh, 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 it, uh, it, the show is called Ian Lee versus Radio. The, 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 the logical conclusion for the next show would be to be called Ian Lee versus TV. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I just don't, uh, and so that was kind of me testing out some bits and pieces to see if it would um, would work. And I, I think it might do, but it's going to be a lot harder. I think the the visuals um, of the TV 
you you lose something because of because you're watching the TV. Whereas the, with the radio clips, I know some of them are animated, but it's primarily an audio thing. You are you're you're listening to it, so you kind of make up the picture in your head. And I wonder if the 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 visuals of the TV stuff is a bit distracting. But I'm slightly disappearing up my own ass here, Connor. So I shall <laughs> I shall back away from that. Thank you very much for coming. It was an amazing. Amazing venue, venue, wasn't yeah. it? The Bear yeah, it Club in Luton. I've never seen anything like it. Absolutely stunning. Although when we did run out afterwards, a rat did run right in front of us. Hey! Went under a car. And it was the first time I've been to Luton, other than Luton <laughs> Airport. So, uh, I mean, the Bear Club was very impressive, but the rat not so much. No, uh, yes. Well, oh, yes, there are rats wherever you go. But yeah, yeah. Um, I love, I love how the airport is called London Luton Airport. Oh, I know. Why is... Because it's not London. It's miles from London. Benita's Gatwick. Oh, Gatwick. But but Gatwick doesn't bill itself... Does it bill itself as London Gatwick? Yeah, London Gatwick. Does it? Oh, yeah. ch- you cheeky gits. Heathrow? Yeah, that's kind of London. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of London. But uh, <laughs> London Gatwick. Gatwick's in the middle of nowhere. No. Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare to get to. And all flights seem to go from there as well. Uh, well, do they? Well, whenever we try to book holidays, we always have to go to Gatwick instead of Heathrow. Which Isn't is that the funny? Well, we, I live very near. Away. I live very near Heathrow. I live very near Heathrow. Yeah. And um, most of the flights I've been on have been from Heathrow. So I don't know what you're talking about, you lunatic. Mm. Maybe well. it depends where you're going. May- yeah, and maybe they prefer you when you try to book flights. <laughs> I don't maybe, a bit easier. maybe they do. Maybe that's what it is, Connor. I do have an excellent online um, presence, of course, uh, which they sense. Have you got anything for our list? Well, there's another thing that proves we're idiot. London Luton. There we go. I'm compiling an idiot list, Connor, on, mm-hmm. uh, that, that proved that in 2016 we have crossed crossed the threshold and all become idiots. So far, I've got um, Jonathan, the racist rain man. Black Friday, remote control washing machines, and London Luton. Petitions. Petitions, yeah, I love that. I love that. Everything. Back in the day, right, you, you are spot on, Connor. Back in the day, right, to get a petition, you'd have to go around knocking on people's doors with a bit of paper, you'd have to stand in the street, and then when, when 100,000 signatures was about two foot of paper, fold it up and you take it to 10 Downing Street and they'd get you and the, they'd film you taking it and you'd knock on number 10 and the Prime Minister would, oh brilliant come in and you go in and you'd hand over the, the uh, thing and that was that was a thing of beauty right now though it, the, the fact that it's emailed round and it's electronic well, 100,000 names on a website doesn't mean anything no Right. And there's petitions about everything. Petition for a second referendum. There's, I, know. I bet. I bet someone in this country has set up a petition to um, to stop Trump being the president of the United States. I bet. Well, there's there's a petition to get Barack Obama to become uh, prime minister. <laughs> He'd be good though, wouldn't he? I don't know. Oh, I mean, I, oh I a bit racist. You 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 like no, no, you I like think... all whites, Connor, a massive racist. <laughs> I think he's a very charming man, but I feel like the people who are trying to put him forward as Prime Minister don't know his policies. Hey, trust me, guys, it's Tories for the next 15 years. Mm. Tories for the next 15 years at least. 
boring Tories. Boring, yeah, boring Tories. Not even the fun ones like Thatcher. At least you, you know, there's something to get angry about. I've got no idea what this lot are up to, um, apart from uh, protecting a load of nonces. But have the inquiry, guys. Have the inquiry. Mm. Uh, there's an interesting twist, and let's be careful how we tread here. Interesting twist in the Jana case, right? Have you heard this? This is really interesting, right? So Lord Janna, um, who, who is who passed away before charges could be pressed, right? Um, and I heard people getting angry about this, and they shouldn't be getting angry. They should be really interested in this, right? So there was going to be um, a, 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 like an investigation after he died earlier this year. That was postponed, right? It was postponed to January of next year, and they just said today it's being postponed again. Now, the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, this is outrageous! When will we get... Ah, but do you know the reason they've postponed it? The reason they've postponed it, because there are ongoing investigations in Leicestershire, where Lord Janner, I think, came from? Is that where he came from? Or he certainly lived... He certainly had connections with, with Leicester and Leicestershire. There are ongoing investigations there that um, the police... If, if they were to start the Janner... Um, I want to say trial, but obviously it's not a trial because he's dead. But if they were to start the um, Janner, uh, you know, inquiry... Um, then the current police investigations would be, they wouldn't be able to proceed. So I think it's wonderful, wonderful that the police have said, no, 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 you can't do the Janner inquiry just yet. We are following investigations in Leicester and Leicestershire. I think it's interesting. It's that, that oh. story, Connor. Oh, that's going to, that's going to be a story. Yeah. Be interesting to see what happens. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Anyway, Connor, is that all? Yes. Cheers yes. with this. Ta-ta. 0344 <clears throat> Huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, 0344 is the uh, telephone number. Oh, I watched a brilliant film today, right? And all of you lot on Twitter, um, there's another reason we're idiots. Asking people on Twitter what films to watch. Doesn't work, right? I was in Costa, the young lad. Young lad, is it, there's... Can I... Okay, let me tell you something about the staff in Costa, right? Yesterday. Yesterday I did something um, in Costa. I made a phone call, which I will tell you about at some point when I'm ready to tell you about. But I made a phone call that I found very upsetting, right? And I was in tears in Costa, right? In tears in Costa. I'll tell you about it another day. I was going to talk about it tonight, but I don't really feel the vibe. I was in tears in Costa, right? And there is a young gentleman who works there. He can't be older than 20. Can't be older than 20, right? Very tall. I, I look at him because he's a very beautiful, blonde young man, really slim. And I keep thinking, I was that slim when I was your age, boy. You've got another thing coming. Um, I, I, and I, was, I, I, I wasn't particularly keen on his service. But... Right. I'm sat in this corner and I'm making this phone call, which I will go into at a later date with you. Don't, don't worry. And I kind of, you know, was, was, was welling up a little bit. And so I turned, so that, trying to hide my face from the people in Costa, because you don't want to be seen to be crying in Costa. And this young man, who couldn't have been older than 20, came up and put his hand on my shoulder and he said, do you want me to get you another cup of tea? And I went, oh, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. He said, are you sure? 
and he didn't do it in a in an overpowering way or an overbearing way. He didn't do it <clears throat> in a in a nosy way, and it wasn't. He didn't put his arm around. He just gently put his hand on my shoulder. I said, "Would you like another cup of tea?" I went, "No." He said, "Sure," and that was it. And that was it. And I thought, "Blimey, he's a boy. He's a boy." And to show that level of sensitivity at that age, you know, I'm I'm literally old enough to be his dad. I'm twenty. 24 years older than him to show that amount of sensitivity and maturity at that age he's gonna he's gonna be a, a fine young man isn't he well he is a fine young man already and then about half an hour later i went out and i bought another cup of tea and he said are you all right now i said yeah yeah i'm fine and i wasn't fine but i you know we didn't need to go into details and i said you're a very kind young man thank you very much indeed uh and to show, i just thought that was amazing for a boy that age to um to display that I thought was incredible and then there's another fellow who works in there I'd get someone nerves. he's a similar age and I remember the, the, I went in there and asked because I'm never sure if it's Costa or Nero that has chamomile tea one of them does and one of them doesn't it's Nero right and, but this was Costa and I went in and I said have you got chamomile tea he went what you got chamomile tea Ca- Ca- what and it's like I'd gone in there and go huh Sorry, he couldn't say cat. What? What is that? I said it's a type of tea. He said it's a fancy. You like your fancy teas, do you? He started. I said, and then I remembered. Of course, they don't have them now. I went, I'll have a peppermint tea, please. And um, and then he, this was ages ago, and he said, "How's your day going?" I went, "Oh, it's not brilliant." And then he went, "Go on, tell us about it." He's like 18 years old. I went, now nah, you're all right. He said, no, go on. I went, now nah, you're all right. And then today he said, how's your day? And I told him, and uh, hopefully he won't be asking me again after that. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, you know, um, on this show, we're big fans of um, brown noise. Very big supporters of brown noise. 0344 Love it. Love it. It's the noise that makes you cack yourself. Uh, the Germans, we believe, have uh, the German police have a machine that they uh, train on uh, rioting civilians. And all the civilians stop because they um, poo their pants. They shies their underwaffen. Well, there's the, we found the opposite. We've, they've got the they've got the opposite. Fat boy Slim has got the opposite to the brown noise machine. Fat boy Slim says he ramps up the bass so much at his gigs, he nearly brings his female fans to orgasm. Nearly. Now, somebody who has genuinely got. The opposite is Mylene Class. Now, I remember reading an interview with Mylene Class where she said there is a chord you can play on the piano that makes people 
achieve an orgasm. Now, I've got a piano. I haven't found that chord yet. Haven't found that chord. But does any, did anyone else? She goes, oh, I've got... When she was married, she says, oh, um, there's a chord in the piano that makes men and women orgasm. Oh, imagine that. If, 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 that, if, if I found out what that chord was... We would have to sell the piano because I would become, um, I would become very dehydrated. Really, you used to be the ding, 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 ding. The double Brit award-winning DJ and producer, real name Norman Cook, said women had told him that his shows had sent them to the brink of ecstasy. Well, that's why Zoe Ball left him. She was going to the brink and then coming back. Fatboy, 53, who is separated from wife Zoe Ball, wrote on Instagram, I was about to do... Um, no, that, that wasn't one of his... So that, that Your born slippy joke doesn't work. That's not Fatboy Slim. I was about to do Fatboy Slim's voice, and it's just dawned on me, I've never heard Fatboy Slim talk. I have no idea how Fatboy Slim talks. I imagine it's something like, I've DJed and girls have come up to me and said, I nearly had an orgasm from the strength of that bass. Bass. Um, so I wonder what other noises can be linked to bodily function. So we have a noise that makes you poo, a noise that makes you... Um, I wonder what other noises. Well, the sound of running water can make you pee-pee, can't it? James is on the line. Evening, James. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you, James. What have you got for us tonight? Well, I was calling. You may have already told us, but I listened to the radio most nights and you didn't tell us what happened about the Cat Stevens tickets. I was really curious to know what you were going to do. Well, the Cat Stevens tickets, for those who don't know, I um, bought them for 200 quid for two tickets, and they were for this coming Sunday the 20th. And like an idiot, I, I didn't check my diary, and I'm working. I'm doing a show in St Albans. And it, it was... I thought, oh, that's OK. Well, I will just sell them on for face value. I'm not a tout, James. I'm not a tout. Um, but I looked at the... T- first of all, I didn't have the tickets. It was all email. And it said, you need to bring a print off of this email. You need photographic ID... And the credit or debit card that was used to purchase the tickets. And suddenly I was in an absolute nightmare. An absolute nightmare. Um, and I phoned up the, the, the company that sold them to me, Ticketmaster. And I begged and I pleaded. And I said, look, I, I, it's 200 quid. I, I'll, I'll take 100 quid for them. They went, we can't do that. I said, look, I'll take 50 quid for them. They're gonna, there's going to be two empty seats. Yusuf isn't going to want two empty seats in the, the show. Eventually, 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 James, we, through a lot of toing and froing, a lot of toing and froing, I got them to say they'd give me a refund. Um, but, 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 and here's, here's the, here's the, the rub. They said we'll give you a refund. But, but also someone got in touch and said, Ian, I, I, I'd like those tickets. I'd like those tickets. Um, and so I was going to get a full refund and I said, okay, it got very complicated. I transferred them into someone else's name is basically what happened. Uh, okay, because I'm going to the concert and I was 
thinking if you weren't able to get rid of them and the empty seats were there, I was going to be like a cutout of you. I could have taken a photo of all your seats Well, do you know what, James? It might still be worth doing. You know, screw the loser that, um, that I exchanged the tickets with. That, that, that's the, They shouldn't have trusted me. Get, get, um, get a, a picture of me off the internet, print it off, cut out a mask, and away you go. <laughs> oh, I will try, but I'm sure it'll be very... Um... Very serious in there. So it, it will be. It will be. Now. No, I think he's. Um, I've seen him before, and he's. It's. It's a very. Um, it, he's an enjoyable entertainer. Um, I'm deeply envious of anyone that's going, but I'm hoping that you'll give me a call next week, James, and let me know how it went. I hope. I hope it'll be terrible. Well, I, I hope it'll be good. But I'll call you on Monday and I'll let you know how it went. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. It'll be awful. Lovely. Speak to you then. Thanks very much indeed. It got really, really complicated. They were going to give me my money back. Um, uh, 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 but then someone said, oh, I'll have them. And I said, oh, OK, well, if if I give them, if I sell them back to Ticketmaster, you won't be able to buy them. So let's see if we can transfer it. And we did. But boy, oh boy, you've got to push hard with these guys. You've got to push hard with these guys. You really do. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Someone's telling me, um... Someone's telling me there's a machine that makes you vomit. What is this? What is this? Sonic nausea device makes you want to throw up. Um, is this actually real? N- no. This can't be real. A machine? No. I don't, I'm not. I don't believe that's real. Until someone sells me a link, where. <laughs> Someone sent me a very funny tweet. Johnny Two Hats. How the F is an orgasm the opposite of cacking your pants? Do you not think it is, Johnny Two Hats? I I think it is. No? Um, Kyle. Evening. Evening, Kyle. You're all right. Uh, I'm all right. I'm, I'm not actually. I've, I'm struggling tonight. I nearly cancelled tonight's show, but the show must go on. But I'm finding it very, very hard work tonight. Oh, it's, it's all right. What I've heard. It's all. It's all right. It's functional. Functional. That's all you can ask for. Oh, hang on a minute. I'm being sent. Hang on a minute. Just being sent a link. Spy gadgets. Sonic nausea. Forty nine dollars. Sonic nausea is a small electronic device that generates acoustic sound waves that make people extremely nauseated. This device produces a unique combo of very high-pressure sound waves that, in a short amount of time, lead most people in its vicinity to become nauseated. Its effects include irritation, sweatiness, headaches, loss of balance and queasiness. Well, there's no vomit. The uses of this device are endless. Endless? I can think of one. However, the sonic nausea should be used with discretion. Have a noisy neighbour? Stick the sonic nausea in his bushes. He will certainly have trouble keeping people at his house for long. The school bully? Oh, you are joking. The school bully could really use a case of nausea to teach him a lesson. No. That's outrageous. I want one, and I want to uh, use it on Kath. 
Well, don't go sticking something anywhere near bushes. That's that's a recipe for disaster, yeah, surely. That that really is. Uh, that really is. Hang on a minute. I'm going to tweet that. Amazing. A nausea-inducing machine. I want one of these bad boys. I want one. Anyway, Carl. Well, no, there's a couple of bits. I was going to say the uh, the thing about the uh, the antidote when you were talking about Norman Cook, I, or the opposite, rather. Yes. I thought that would be something that would make you constipated. Surely that's the opposite of uh, having a loose bowel. No. Is it not? No. Sure? Yep. It's an All orgasm. Right. All right. All right. Uh, and then the other thing was... Apo- uh, apology my... accepted. Well, d- do I owe you an apology? Well, no, I've accepted it. It's fine. All right, OK. We're quits uh, now. OK. Uh, and the other guy, uh, the other thing was the guy that was on before with the petitions. And I was going to mention this on Friday. But have you actually seen what some of these petitions involve? N- no. Uh, I've got a couple here. Uh, get Emmerdale to scrap the dog theft storyline and make a public apology. <laughs> uh, I want fish and chips served in newspaper again. Yeah. Uh, oh, now this one I agree with. Get railway companies to enforce the quiet court rules more stringently. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? I don't, get, I don't like the quiet coaches on trains, because I don't know how, how quiet is, is, is it silent? Or is it quiet? No, well, you do that very British thing, because I, I'm often, I always go on the quiet coach, and if somebody dares to make a noise, I don't think of glaring at them. I've been on the quiet coach, but not realised I was on the quiet coach and, until it was too late, but <sighs> it's been quite noisy on the quiet coach, quiet coach, the quiet coach. No, you see, I don't, that would that would that be a death stir. That would be a death stir. But if you were sat behind me, I wouldn't notice. Well, no, because I would. Well, what I would. Oh, why do I tell you these things? I would make a point of going to get a cup of tea, and sort of glaring at the person as I went back. I've done that. Well, but I, w- I, w- I would be too busy talking loudly on my phone. Well, then you just sort of got to the conductor who is normally in coach seat. On the train, I get going. I'm not being funny. That uh, tall fellow over there. The conductors don't have. You wouldn't know I was tall. I'd be sitting down with a coat over my lap. The mm. conductors have no legal authority. They can ask you to be quiet, but even then, I bet they wouldn't ask you because they're all scared these days of being stabbed. Why would you have a coat over your lap? What, what would you be up to? I'll have my little um, Casio keyboard and trying to find that chord. Well, fair enough. Would you, would you like your last two raccoon things, by the way? The what? Uh, well, no, sorry. Uh, the petitions. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody's written... And uh, you said, would you like your last two raccoon things, by the way? Raccoon, yeah, how do you say it? Yeah, but, but, why, but why did you... That sentence, would you like your last two raccoon things? Yeah. But, but that sentence doesn't mean anything. Well, this petition... Is about a raccoon? Well, yeah. You, well, yeah. but, okay, well, I didn't know that that's what you Sorry. were referring to. I apologise. This is awkward, isn't it? Sorry. No, it is entirely your fault. Oh. That, that apology is not accepted. Oh. It says, allow raccoons to go on walks in a secure uh, manner if owned before August 2016. What? That, that got rejected, so the same person started another one going, you recently rejected my petition about uh, renaming raccoons. You should reconsider. I think they should... Um, release wolves back into the wilderness just to make life a bit more exciting why well you don't get stories about um people getting mauled to death by wolves do you what about that uh dingo the little baby ages ago what the dingo 
Yeah, the right, that's Australia, mate. The yeah, dingo but, ate yeah. my baby. That's Australia. It, that was Australia years ago. I'm talking about Britain, mate. I'm talking about the, the Yorkshire Moors. I'm talking about Dartmoor. I'm talking about um, the new forest. Wolves. Real live wolves. What? And then just what? Savaging people or just giving them a bit of... They're just there! It'll be exciting! You go out for a walk in the wool, in the woods and then you go, oh, there's a wolf over there! Stand still! <sighs> Health and safety. You've got no sense of danger, Kyle. That's your problem. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Bruce! Hip, 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 sir. What kind of cake, Bruce? Mmm, country manor. Oi. What you got for us, boss? I like, I like currants, what can I say? Um, I just thought I'd give you a quick call after hearing your story about the uh, the young chap in Costa. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see, I, was, I, was genu- I was literally and uh, metaphorically touched by his humanity uh, and his maturity. Well, the thing is, like, I've, I've worked in retail, I've worked in customer service before, I know what it's like, and I've actually had some terrible customer service this week. Uh, myself from a large retail operator. Um, I won't won't go into details about it, but um, they offered for me to exchange an item they sold as 40, um, which they shouldn't have been selling, into another store that was four miles away. And they said they'd pay 23p a mile for me to get there and back. I explained that I don't drive. And they said, oh, well, if you're going to get a bus, we'll give you the same rate. So I don't think the bus driver will take 23p per mile. That's not how buses work, is it? No, no, no it's not. Anyway, it's, it's got stories, that's fine. But I had to go right to the top. Um, the reason I was phoning is because in this country, and I've just done it myself, we are very uh, you know, open to complaining when things don't go right or when you get bad service or you, you know get a bad serve or whatever. And we're not very good at you know, wishing well to those that have done a good job and, mm. and kind of not rewarding them. It's not what we do. But um, I, what basically what I'm kind of getting at is I think um, if you get time, if you want to, it'd be really nice to kind of contact Costa. Best way to do these kind of things now is social media as well. Mm. But to just kind of let them know, because otherwise they'll definitely hear if somebody was not happy. Oh, yes. The, the thing isn't there. The, the, yes, if, it, it's, it, we, all, we always bang on and complain about stuff. Uh, do you know what? I, I might do it. I might not do it on Twitter because I, 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 I want it to be private. But I do remember when yeah. I left my wallet in Costa and um, I was, I just thought, oh, God, I've lost it. And I went back and they were shut, but there were some people in there and I banged on the window and I said, I lost my wallet. And they said, here it is. And I was going to give them 20 quid and they said, oh, no, 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 don't, don't give us any money for it. Um, and there was quite a bit of money in there, which is unusual for me. Uh, and I did. And I went on Twitter and said, I've got to say, the staff at your store just around the corner from us, wherever it, I can't remember where it was exactly, um, uh, played an absolute blinder. So, um, well, yeah, I'm, I might do, Bruce, I might do. But I might not, because it was quite... Um, I'll tell you why I might not. Because it was quite a private moment, right? It was a very private moment. And I'll tell you later on, maybe in the week, maybe next week, what what was going on in the phone call. Because it was for yeah. me, it was quite an amazing phone call that I had made. Um, uh, that The fact that I, I thanked him personally um, and looked him in the eye when I thanked him, um, I think... I make up, that'll mean more to him than if, you know, the manager comes in and goes, hey, I heard you were great with someone the other day. Because it was such a personal, private moment. No, I I understand understand what you're saying. I completely 
understand your point of view on that as well. And I think he'd probably feel the same way. The thing is, when certainly when I used to think that I would do something in that kind of vein, mm. I never did it because I wanted someone to tell my boss I'd done a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, of course. Because, you know, I, that was the, the right thing to do, or that's what I felt was the right thing to do. That is just kind of like a cherry on top. That's all that is. Um, but anyway, on that as well, you were just talking about um, stupid online petitions and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. don't want to mention his name because it's a banned word on the show pretty much, but have you heard about what they're doing in Paris at the weekend? Oh, go on. Well, so pointless online petitions, that's one thing. Yeah. But pointless protests in the street, they're doing a protest on Saturday in Paris mm. about the new president-elect. Um, see, I, the the protesting thing, I get what you mean, because it's, you, I get what you mean, but I also get that the, uh, uh, the protesting is actually a physical representation of people expressing an opinion, um, and I don't have such a big problem with that as I do with the petitioning. I mean, I, I'm not, I've got nothing against protests in, you know, in real life. Yeah. Not saying that. It's more the fact that it's completely pointless where it is. Mm. If this was a protest in Washington, if this was a protest in Chicago, yeah, New yeah. York, Seattle, whatever. Yeah. But it's a bit like us going to protest about something happening in Hungary. Well, no, I, except, except, except it will have an impact on France. It will have an impact on the entire world. So, um, whilst the French certainly and rightfully cannot um, affect, you know, cannot have a say in who is the president, uh, mm. they can ex- certainly express their discomfort if they feel that France um, will suffer and also that the world will suffer. Now, I'm not saying that, that France or the world will suffer because of, of Donald Trump, but I would imagine that that's what those people think. And, they, uh, and I know a lot of people think that the world is a more dangerous place as a result of that gentleman being in power. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think we all agree that we hope that that's not the case, and it's still very early days, but... They're yeah. also worried, and Catherine is right to remind me, they're also worried that it signifies um, a, a, a global change that was perhaps started by Brexit, um, mm. where um, uh, um, character over facts wins. So it's characters, it's extreme characters, uh, the cult of personality as opposed to the politics of actual facts. And they are worried in France, a lot of people are worried about uh, Marine Le Pen and the rise mm. of the far right. And, and uh, they are worried that, that the Trump victory um, indicates that perhaps, you know, that if, if that idiot can win, then perhaps Marine Le Pen can win. I think the thing is, though, with, with this, with Brexit, with the American election, and with what's going on in France, and that is uh, very true, what you've just said there. But I think what this is certainly, I, I think, proved is not even so much about the, the cult of personality, but more the, uh, the, the kind of gap between the, the classes of people. You know, a few years ago, it was all about 1%. But I think it's not just about the 1%. There's all those things in between. And I think there's a lot of people that are poor and distressed and upset and feel like they can't do anything and can't change things. And that's where this kind of hatred is coming from against, you know, everyone else in a way. What, from poor people? 
not not just from poor people, but what I'm saying is there's a, there seems to be a massive disconnect, full stop. So you've got the people right at the top that are, you know, that appear to have the money and are running the corporations and everything yeah. like that. And for them, everything carries on, no matter if there's a credit crunch or yeah. a housing crisis or whatever. Yeah. And then you've got everyone below that. You've got the people that are on all the benefits under the sun because... They can't work, they're disabled, whatever their reasons are. Something like uh, 82% of um, housing benefits go to people who are working. And why? Well, because they're not being paid enough. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. (laughs) But I I don't understand, so why have they voted voted, um, a billionaire Donald Trump? I mean, and and I don't buy the Farage line about um, we've we've kicked out the elite, you know, this was was the voice of the common man. Well, the elite, you know, the people that were were leading the battle in this country against the elite were Nigel Farage, Boris Johnson and Michael Gove. So they are the elite. Yes, yeah, the thing is... And Donald Trump's the same. Donald Trump is exactly the epitome of that. Yeah. So people voting for him can't be saying it's against the elite. I think. But what I, what I think it is, it's the message that they are like, yeah, I'm like you. I'm I'm not with them. They are with them. Of course they're with them. Well, they they're are them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Me but the new boss, Bruce. The same as the old boss. Yes. That's it. The who were right. Townsend was right. Meet the new boss. The same as the old boss. It'll always be the same. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, Dennis. Good evening. Good evening, Dennis. What have you got for us this evening? I'm very glad I didn't hear anything about Mr. What's name being in... I've been in hospital for a week. What's the, what the hell's been going on with you? Well, I walked across the room and found I was walking backwards. Oh. Fell over... Well, crashed against some furniture. Yeah. My wife had to go outside because it was daytime and there weren't many men about. Oh. Get two friends, dragged me like a sack of spuds to the bottom of my folding chair. Yes. Got me up in there. Then... Uh, I they sent for my son sent for an ambulance. Yes. He came and had a go at me. Good. He stood me up again. Oh. And then after gonna fell over again. Yeah. And I wound up six hours lying by the side of my bed with a light on, screaming for my message because she's partly deaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can bloody laugh anyway. Yes. I got these fellows they came in and they put me up on a screen, put me onto the bed. Yes. Uh, another bunch of ambulance people said, oh, wouldn't it be better you in hospital? So I said, yes, i get out of this bloody row. So I don't know anything about Trump. No. I don't know who won come dancing. I don't know half a dozen stories from You're me. You're like um, uh, the fella who's, yeah. I- who's in hospital during Day of the Triffids when the meteor shower happens and everyone goes blind apart from him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so what's wrong with you then? I had a urinary infection. Ah. Uh, were you a bit delirious? No. Mm. Anyway, no, they said that was making me fall over. Well, I couldn't understand that. Yeah. Well, it, it, oh, it, I've been drinking gallons of water, and as soon as I put gallons of water in, I'm saying gallons of water out. Cranberry juice. Aren't you supposed to drink cranberry juice? Water, so. Oh. I said to him, what about putting a thing in my dick in? He said, oh, we don't do that anymore. What? So they strapped one on the outside. Well, that was useless. You had a I mean, strap? Hang on a minute. Of... I'm just, you had a strap on? No, it put a thing on my dinky do. A catheter. Oh, but yeah, but no, not a cat. No, that was on the out. That was on the inside. This is on the outside. They put 
got a new system now. Right. Well, I've hardly got any bloody dinky do. They've cut your dinky do. They pushed it into it. And oh! I've been bloody helpful or something. Hey. No, when I was a young man, my dinky do was like a baby's arm with a pressed fist. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, There's an image. Like an oyster. Oh, you God. said that a couple of minutes. Okay, please, dear God, don't keep describing your young dinky do. <laughs> but I'll tell you, great. Great hospital, the LND. We, um, I was doing a show in Luton on Sunday. Were you? Yeah, and, and uh, I, I mentioned you, and you got a big round of applause. Well, they should have come to the hospital and give me a clap there. Well, I, I said, and I was maybe I was tempting fate. I said that Dennis was still alive and that you got a big round of applause. But no, little but did I'm I saying... know you were so close to death's door, Dennis. No, I wasn't as bad as that. But I'm just saying to the great bunch of people in the L and D, and I've said to you the other day, you know this uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, you're obsessed. So many, so many different colours. I said we should have Fifty Shades of Brown. Because, Christ, we're all the same brown. Nobody's white and nobody's black. We're all shades of the same brown. What? And some gorgeous people in there, believe you me. Well, I've got no idea. Now, he's, are you still delirious? No, I'm not delirious. I'm stopping up to my two o'clock system, like I always do, into bed. It fitted me out with all sorts of bloody alarms and things. Oh, uh, yes. Now, I'm reminded. George has reminded me. George says, just tweeted. Are you on, yeah. tw- are you on Twitter, Dennis? Put me on Twitter. Uh, are, are you on Twitter, Dennis? Not as far as I know. OK. George says, don't forget to make sure this chat is exceptional for the memorial show. Now, but, <laughs> well, well, because you are, listen, you've obviously not been very well. We never know if, if each phone call is going to be the last phone call. Very much. So we have to we have to make sure that we talk about something amazing. So if if this was the last phone call, and I hope it isn't, Dennis. Yeah. But if it's, if this is the last phone call, we can go. I remember the last. I, I don't want to say. I remember no. the last time Dennis phoned in. It was about how he used to have a big penis, and now the doctors pushed it in. Um, so we want to make it something that we can remember. So, um, Dennis. Yes. How how many Germans did you kill in the war? Um, none, because I was fourteen when it started, but. I built a knife out of a 14-inch file. Yes. I was going to sell my life dearly, but I did have a pair of good running shoes. Right. Because if any German company that had been to Bismarck right down the road... Right, so so you're telling me that you, if the Germans had come, you'd have run away? Too bloody true. Right, OK. So we can't have the last phone call with him talking about being a coward or a conchy. Um, oh, tell us about um, Long Cheney Jr. Long Cheney Jr.? He used to be played uh, all over people in American television. The man of a thousand faces. And you, you um, ran a bowling club with him, didn't you? Ran a bowling club, no. But he, did, he pulled funny faces, no doubt about that. He's a weirdo. Well, he, the, he was, I thought you did a bowling club with him. No, 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 no. A bowling alley? Oh, he yeah, had bowling alley, yeah. No, no, it was, no, it was um, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Fairbanks Junior, yeah. Oh. Always wore a uh, flower in his, his lapel, but it was made of suede. Yes. It wasn't a real flower. Yes. He said to me, "Could I borrow my toothbrush?" Could, no, hang on. Well, we're working in this. Could place. he? Could he borrow your toothbrush? Yeah. Yes. Cleaned his teeth with it, then he scrubbed his bloody nails with it, and it came. He gave it to me black. Douglas Fairbanks Junior. Yeah. 
So I dumped it in the uh, dustbin. That was it. You should have. So, you should have kept that. You should have thought. Oh, in about fifty years' time, they might invent an electronic way of well, selling yeah, tap. He, he may have been a film star, but he was a businessman first. Yeah, I he ran he ten pin bowling alleys. Well, in this, Dennis, and I worked for a firm called Fairlane. Dennis, if if um if this is the last phone call, we no, it won't be for a long time. Oh. I'll be still watching, listening to you. Is there any chance, just to get my ratings up a bit... Yes. Would you be prepared to fake your own death? I should think so, yes. OK. Away you go. From Virginia. Yes, please. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, I said fake your own death, not fake an orgasm. I'm dead. There we go, you see. Click that, because when he does die, we'll play that continually on a loop. <clears throat> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the, uh... Telephone number, if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, let's go to, uh, Dan. Yes, Dan? What is the mystery of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade? Um, I, gosh, I can't remember. Mark and I, and, and you're the host. Yep. I mean, you said tonight's show was functional. I'm here to put the channel in it. Right. You sound quite happy tonight, Ian. Oh, I, I feel terrible, Dan. Absolutely terrible. Could I cheer you up? Probably not. Could oh. you? You can try. Oh. Go on, go on, Dan. Try, try, try. Um, I don't know now. Oh. Um, I just laughed at uh, my my lady, not wife, um, throwing a glass of blackcurrant juice at the cat because she thought he was an evil monster. Oh, the the dog's going in tomorrow to have her insides cut out. The the best bit about that is that shaved bit they do. You know when they they shave to get to the skin so they yeah. can obviously do the operation. Yeah, yeah. you get this flat gridder. Yeah. It looks like a waffle inverted yeah. of no fur. But we're going there because in the old days they would cut her open and, and take out all the bits, right? And then they'd yeah. sew her back up, um, and then you'd get the joy, the joy of the cone on the neck, right? And I right. and but now they have an option. You can have that. That's the cheaper. Uh, or you can have, and this is safer, they do it keyhole surgery now. So they do a little cut and they suck all the bits out. And I said, oh, does she still get the cone on the neck? And they went, no, there's no need for the cone on the neck. And I went, oh, that's really disappointing because I think all dogs look really funny with the cones on the neck. Yeah. Absolute silence. No, you're not allowed to be funny with vets no. or medical professionals. So absolute silence. No, they will see you as a bad person. I, the, the, the funniest thing... Um, and my cat had to wear one once, but she ma- she kept working out to take it off. But um, I've seen a friend do this with a dog, is you chuck them a biscuit and they miss it and it gets it kind of swirls around the cone. Like when you put um, five peas in those um, disabled, you know, yeah, those... charity ba- box. Yeah, charity box. It goes round and round and round. It's like that, but with a dog biscuit. It's brilliant. You've got to do that to animals. But you can't be funny around medical professionals. No. Because I know you said you've got a problem with weight gain due to some medication. Yes. Now, I've been on that medication now for, let's say, uh, seven or eight years. Seven or eight um, years. Yeah. Now, at the time, I was in my 20s, and I mentioned to the doctor a few couple of months after I started to take them, he said, well, have you had any side effects? I said, well, there's one thing. I won't go into that on the radio. That's done. Um, mm. But uh, it, I said, the other thing is I've, I've put a lot of weight on. I've, I've put on about a stone in two months. Um, they said, well, it could be the medication, 
But I've got to be honest, you're pushing 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. 36 now, so I've put on a lot more weight. I uh, I started putting on weight when I, uh, I turned 30. 30 was, and also, but then also I stopped um, doing things that were stopping me putting on a lot of weight. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, I haven't had chocolate for it's day six, right? I have no chocolate and no sweeties. I've been really, really good. No chocolate, no sweeties. But I don't, and I'll weigh myself tonight. It'll be the first time I've weighed myself in a week. But I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm still fat. I'm still well, you fat. Will be. I mean, the medication slows down your metabolism. Jeez. Um, so you've got to make a choice between fat and relatively happy or relatively thin and relatively suicidal. Um, well, I'm still a bit suicidal, so maybe I might as well be thin. Well, it, you've got to make the choice between how the levels of suicide. It won't be, it, it means I won't need to get such a thick rope, though. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, guys. You'd, you'd have to reinforce the ceiling. Thank you very much indeed. Um, uh, and yes, I'm well aware of the other problem as well. Um, uh, and they don't mention that, do they? Um, but, um, well, thanks, uh, Dan, you've really cheered me up. That's the idea. Thanks for calling. Thanks for having me. It's uh, my job. Is it? Well, yeah. yeah well, yes. Are it... you stalling until the news now? Have no. you realised that there's a few seconds? Cut him off. Don't, don't see through my um, my my uh, my tricks and uh, uh, illustrate them. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Another hour of the show to go tomorrow night. Hopefully at half past twelve. If I, my my emails my emails are down, which means I can't contact this gentleman. But hopefully tomorrow night at half past twelve, we can have Bay Logan on. Now, who's Bay Logan? It's a little bit geeky. It's a little bit niche. He's based in Hong Kong. He's a film producer. He is um, uh, um, um, a martial arts film producer. He um, I think he's worked with Jackie Chan. But he's also worked on a lot of uh, the Bruce Lee DVDs. If you've ever seen a Bruce Lee DVD and then thought, oh, I might have a little um, uh, uh, listen to the commentary, he's the dude that's doing it. And I think he's behind a lot of the remastering as well and a lot of finding of the um, rare Bruce Lee footage and stuff like that. And he works over in Hong Kong. He's an English guy, I think, and um, he works in Hong Kong cinema. So we shall uh, have a nice geeky chat about that. And he's got a, a book out, of course coming out uh, next year about him and bruce lee um so we'll, we'll have a nice little geeky hong kong cinema chat tomorrow night at twelve thirty. if you fancy it if you don't switch off simple as that another hour of this to go dear listener oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number my name's ian lee this is talk radio across the uk online and on dab talk radio we'll get you talking Talk Radio. Another hour to go, dear listener. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. We've covered a lot. I will remind you what we've covered in a bit. Um, 0344 We call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Far from the scenery, far from 
at the end that was confusing oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand so i was in costa today and and we're compiling a list of uh, an idiot list and 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 the, the, the last one we put on there was asking people on twitter what films to watch because you all recommended either rubbish or films that i'd already seen so don't i, I went my own way and i watched this really good film it wasn't brilliant but it was really good it was spooky um, it was called, um, I can't remember what it's called. As it is above, it is below. Is that, does that sound about right? And it's about the, these kids. I say kids, they're like 24, 25. Um, they go potholing under Paris. Yeah. And it, cause it's, the first five minutes are brilliant. Then the next ten minutes are boring. And I was thinking, oh, Boring! This is going to be rubbish. Then it got really good. And it was actually, it was quite spooky. And as above, so below. And it, it's on Netflix. And it r- reminded me, I've been potholing, right, with a mate of mine, a bloke called Paul. And we did it, and we did it once, and it was terrifying, and it was wet, and it was cold, and it was hard work, and we were there for about five hours. And, it, I, I, you know, I thought we were going to die. And I thought, I'm never doing that again. And then I'm watching this film. And then I picked up my phone and then I texted Paul and I said, Paul, do you want to go potholing again? And Paul replied. Let me read you his replies. Hang on a second. Um, he says, mentally and emotionally, I've never stopped. And I've said, I'm watching an effing terrifying film about some kids that go potholing. Spoiler alert and enter hell. He then sent a picture of us and, and said, I've seen it, this is it. Uh, he says, yes. And then he sent a message saying, I'm physically significantly weaker, so what's the worst that can happen? And then he sent me about four news stories of potholers dying. Accident. An experienced caver was crushed to death. Next story. Body of student who died during caving accident is finally recovered 40 years after his death. He sent me loads of those. I'm thinking we might go potholing again. Honestly, it is. A, it's so unlike me to do it. Right? It is terrifying. And you go down with a guide, right? So we, 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 we hired a guide for the day. I don't even know where we were. Were we in Yorkshire? I think we are in Yorkshire or Derbyshire. Something, maybe Derbyshire. And um, we met this guy... And we had to just, like, park off the road 
and then we walked for about a mile through this field, and then there was a street, like tiny, tiny little brook. And he says, "Right, we're going in here." I said, "Where? What? Where?" He said, "Right, if you look just behind where the water's coming out." I said, "Yeah." He said, "We're going through the, that tiny hole." He went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And um, you cr- you crawl through a tiny hole and you get wet, and then inside it's quite big. You think, "Oh, oh, this." And you've got the the yellow plastic you know the waterproofs on and you've got thick clothing on underneath and you've got your headlamp and your helmet and you go in and it's like, oh it's quite a big cave you've gone through this tiny oh it's quite a big cave and you walk around for about 10 minutes and you think oh this is quite oh you got to climb up here yeah it's not a problem at all crawl under here beautiful yeah and then suddenly you get to this really really narrow it's like a narrow crack literally it's a crack and he says right we're gonna go through there and i'm like well is there, is there not any other... No, this is it. This is the entrance. Now, without being rude, I was a bit slimmer at the time. And Paul won't mind me saying this. He's a little bit, he's a little bit rounder than I am. We, I think we're closer to each other now, because he's lost a bit of weight and I've put a bit of weight on. But, and this is true, if there was a tight hole, I sent him through first. He was my, cat, he was my cat's whiskers. I thought, if he can get through it, I can get through it. Absolutely true, right? So suddenly we, we, we crawled through this bit, and then from then on, it got narrower and narrower. And the first bit, I think I only had three... I only came close to panic attacks three times. And the first one, we were walking... It was this... You could walk, but it was there was water on the floor, so it was about two inches of water... And it was this really curvy tunnel. And the wall... So you had your back to a flat wall, and then the wall that your stomach was on, it kind of came out. So you, was, you had to kind of breathe in and walk around. And we're walking around, and the guard... The guy that we were with, the guide that we were with, it, he was... Um, I mean, he was brilliant, right? And it was his job to... It, it, you know, if people um, got trapped or got stuck, or, you know, when, when you go potholing, you're supposed to go to, like, the local kit store or whatever and say um we are going to this hole and we aim to be um out by five o'clock okay and then if you're not out by six o'clock then he's the guy that will go in and we'll try and find you and we'll try and rescue you right and so we're walking through this bit and he started telling me a story about how someone got trapped down this hole we were in and had broken their leg right and they had to be stretched out, right? And then I just started panicking, a proper panic. And I was I was um, at the back, and I could just feel this panic. It was weird. I could feel it rising up in my body. And it got to my chest. I thought, I'm, I'm about to have a panic attack. And I just said, could you shut up for just a minute? I just need to focus on... I just need to focus on something. And I had to control my breathing. And I just kept thinking. I just kept thinking to myself, I can turn back any time I want. I can turn back any time. Literally two minutes of that, I went, "Okay, I'm ready. Let's carry on." And um, and it was brilliant. And uh, it was brilliant. I- I'd never abseiled before. We were abseiling in the caves. We get to a massive drop, about massive, about thirty foot. And he he tie in some ropes and stuff. And there's hooks that are already there. And you'd abseil down in the dark, in the pissing wet. 
It was outrageous. And then there was another bit. There was a bit where Paul... So I don't know why I'm going off on this, this trip, but I might as well. Darren, I'll come to you in a bit. 0344-499-1000. Um, the first bit where we really had to crawl, right? And it was this really windy pathway that we had to crawl. And the water was about six inches deep. And you, you, you had to crawl, and, it was, and there were bits when it got really, really narrow. And you have bags with all the kit in, and basically in these bits you just get the bag and you throw it as far as you can, and then you crawl, 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 and you get to the bag and you throw it as far as you can, and you crawl. And of course that's exhausting on the arms, because you're throwing a really heavy bag that's got all your abseiling gear in, and you're throwing it, and then you're crawling in water, and then you're throwing and crawling in water. And so your arms are getting heavy. Uh, heavy. And um, this, was, this was it. This is the first bit where the guy said, right... I'm going to dash ahead. I'll see you at the end of this tunnel. Right? You, you know what you're doing now. I'll see you at the end of this tunnel. You can only go straight. You can't get lost. I'll see you at the end. And so he went. And so then I'm going first. And it's obviously dark apart from these lights. And I'm crawling, throwing, crawling, throwing. And I'm getting exhausted. And I just thought, I've got to do this. I could, I, I, I could see a little light around the corner. I thought, I've just got to keep going. Because if I stop, I'm going to panic. Crawling, throwing. And then um, I could see that Paul's light wasn't behind me. I was thinking, oh, God, no. I was going, Paul! Paul! Paul, man, are you all right? And you hear his voice going, no, I'm stuck! I'm stuck! Can't move! I'm stuck! And I'm stuck. <laughs> I was going, Paul, just breathe, man. I've been there. Just breathe with it, man. Trust me, I've been there. He's going, I'm really... This is getting... I'm, I can't... And he was panicking. And you know Paul's... Kath knows Paul. He's a very down-to-earth... He was a political reporter, very down-to-earth, focused man, and he was starting to panic. And I'm crawling along the floor, and then suddenly our guide, start, he climbs over me. He suddenly appears, and he's climbing over me, and he trod on me, and he's walking all over me to get back so that he can kind of talk. Basically, Paul had got himself wedged. He needed to go back, go down a little bit lower, and come through. Jesus. And the very last, the, the, we went to this big cave and we turned off the lights in perfect darkness and that was nice. And then we went through another bit and there was a big, big like lagoon, big lagoon. And there were oxygen tanks there. And we said, what are the oxygen tanks for? He said, oh, if you go under this water and swim about 20 metres, you come up in another chamber and people leave oxygen tanks here so that if you want to go you can he said do you want i said no and then we turned to come back and um he said we can go back two ways we can go back the way we came or we can go back through what i like to call the intestines i said right is the intestines narrower and wetter and tighter he said, yes, yes, it is. I said, right, do you know what? I've had a great day. I've loved every minute of it. I think I've been scared enough. Let's go back the way we came, please. 0344 1000 I've got some videos of it. I want to throw on my computer. I'll see if I can find some videos and post it on YouTube. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. That's the videos on YouTube, on Twitter, guys, at Ian Lee. You want to see... I won't... Hang on a minute. Uh, it might be quite sweary. Let's. Um... Uh, <laughs> Remember, only hurts if you survive. Absolutely hideous. 
Yeah! What an idiot. Darren! Hello? Hello? You alright? I'm alright, Darren. You alright? Yeah, yeah, a bit, a bit tired, but I'm alright. What's going on, man? You sound, um, you sound out of it. Do I? Yeah? No. No, it's a bit tired. I was on hold for a little while, so... Well... Yeah. Did that wear you out? No, I was just, uh... Getting a bit tired, just waiting. Just waiting? The cave story was a bit long. Was it... Was it... How... How long should it have been? How long? Should it have been? Bit shorter. How much? A couple of minutes. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Imagine if you told it, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really tell a cave story. Well, it will go until next Wednesday. Maybe. Thanks for uh, letting me go through anyway to the, to the show. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Why wouldn't you tell a cave story? Uh, it's not much experience. Hmm. It's not because you're a cavist or anything? No, no. No? No. Could be worse, though. Could it? The story, I mean. Yeah. What kind of cake? Lemon drizzle?
just reach that time of night. Oh, thank you, Darren. Oh, dear. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. <laughs> A woman is suing high street giant Zara, claiming she found a dead mouse inside her new dress. Oh. (laughs) Kelly Fiesel, 24. There's a picture of her there. Good teeth. Couldn't shake off a disturbingly pungent odour. Oh. When she first wore her black scoop neck dress to work. Oh, this is disgusting, this story, isn't it? It was only later in the day. What does scoop neck mean? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. It was only later in the day that she noticed what she thought was a loose string. Oh, this this story is um, making me feel nauseous. What she thought was a loose string touching her leg and absently reached... Absently. Absently. Absently? Is that how you say it? Absently. Absently isn't... Absently isn't a word, is it? Absently. Absent-mindedly absent Kath is absently a word it's not is it absent-mindedly is this the one from the other day Barry well I've got straight through to you have I is absently a word sorry Uh, uh, can can you speak in English please yes yes I can Barry, good, good news. Yes. Is absently a word? A word? Is absolutely. Uh, no. Ab- well, I've, I've obviously uh, misheard you. No. Is... I am definitely speaking English. Right. Is... I just wanted to say... Absently... I just wanted to say... A word. I just wanted to say... Is absently a word? I have no idea. Okay. So you don't speak English? Uh, here we go again. Well, uh, what do you mean, here we go again? Uh, because you, you were uh, just being your uh, self-opinionated self the other night. Well, hang uh, on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I wanted Barry, to Barry, oh, Barry, no, Barry. No, 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 no. I can say it longer than you, I can say it longer than you. Because what you're going to do is you're going to make a point and put a phone down. You can stay for as long as you want, but he's put the phone down. Just give him a call back, because I want to hear what he's got to say. But what I don't want him to do, which is I know what he want to do, is make his point and then put the phone down. I want to have a conversation. Want to have a conversation. But I don't want... I hate it, the hit and run, where people phone up, make their point and put the phone down. No. Conversation. It was only later in the day that she noticed what she thought was a loose string touching her leg and absently reached down to pull it off. 
running her hand over the seat. He probably won't answer that. Miss Faisal discovered it wasn't a piece of string at all. It was a mouse's leg. And sewn into the hem... Oh, this is awful. Ooh. And sewn into the hem was the rodent itself. Miss Faisal, a talent agent, told the New York Post, I saw the little leg that was coming out of the seam that I had touched, which was really horrifying. I then felt the hem of the dress, and it felt like there was some sort of sensor. I turned up the seam of the dress and saw it was not a sensor and that it was a mouse. I froze. I was paralyzed with fear. The £32 frock, which was made in Turkey, was one of two bought by Miss Faisal from Zara. Um, mm. Oh, they're disgusting. 0344 499 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give a score. Doesn't want to come back on? What's, what's, what's Barry's... Get on the microphone, Kath. What's Barry's beef? Barry wanted to phone the radio station, but not you. Right. And I said, well, you know, this is the phone-in number. Um, and then he... Um, told me that he wanted to make his point, um, but yeah. he was he'd been prevented from doing so. I said, "Well, if I remember right. rightly, you put the phone down, Barry." Yeah, 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 yeah. Pre- that but the point prevention happened the moment he disengaged from the phone call. So I offered him. I said, "Would you like to finish yeah. the conversation?" And he said, "No." I said, "Well, then up yours, Delors." Well, no, I didn't say up yours, Delors. No. Why would he want to phone? The, why would he want to phone the radio station to talk to Denny? To talk to Paul Ross? Because. You know, radio station management do tend to be around at about half midnight, uh, don't they? And, and people go, oh, you didn't let him speak, you should have let him speak. No, I've because offered him the chance to come No, I knew, what he would have done, dear listener, is he would have done the hit and run. He would have made his point and put the phone down, and his point would have been hypercritical and unfair of me, and then he would have put the phone down. And I would rather he didn't make the point rather than make the point and then not engage in a conversation. Here's the point, Ian. Um, doesn't even know what your name is. I don't think he's listening. Oh. I think he's used to being able to ring up, well, I don't know, maybe local BBC stations uh, and do a monologue. He's, um, you know the euphemism of friend of Dorothy? I think he's a friend of Spendlove. I think. Um, listen, guys, if you, people want to phone up, if you want to phone up this and say the show is rubbish, it's not been top-notch today. I kind of warned you at the start of the show that I wasn't really feeling it, um, faking it to make it. It's been all right. It's been better than I thought it was. It's not been quite the car crash I was expecting, but it's not been, it's not been top-notch. I, I'll give you that. If, you, uh, if you'd bought tickets, I'd give you half your money back. Um, but I'm always happy. One of the few shows where if people want to phone up and have a go at the show... Then that you're more than welcome to. Really happy to discuss it. Who knows? You might change my opinion on some stuff. It has happened in the past. I'm not one of those presenters. I'm not a gaunt who uh, I you know I pitch my um, my flag in the sand and that flag don't move nowhere. If I if I, I, I am wrong and someone shows me I'm wrong, I'll, I'll accept it definitely. Um, so if you want to phone up and criticise the show, it's not the greatest of radio, but I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to engage you, but. You have to be prepared to have a conversation. And um, uh, that gentleman would not have had uh, a conversation, which is a shame. Uh, it's a shame. Anyway, 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Last 30 minutes of the show. 0344. 499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. 
The papers are full of um, this story. Um, the, the top ten ways of showing signs of love. Many of us spend weeks trying to think of a present for a loved one to show how much we care. But it turns out... <laughs> no. It turns out making them a cuppa without being asked can have the same effect. No, it can't. No, it can't. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> Preparing a surprise meal and running someone a bath. People don't say they're going to draw a bath anymore, do they? I miss that. That's a lovely phrase. I'm just going to go and draw myself a bath. They don't do that anymore. And they don't say draw the curtains either. They're going to close the curtains. Can you close the curtains? People don't have curtains. It's blinds. You never drawn a bath? Oh, I like to draw a bath. Oh, you know, you know what it means. It just means run, run a bath. Just draw, draw. Um, preparing a surprise meal and let's say drawing someone a bath are also among the top fifty signs we care. Some eighty percent of us believe we are big-hearted, with the average adult doing something to show they care around once a day. What the hell is? What the hell is this rubbish, Tom? Ian, how are we? Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Tom. What kind of cake? Um, dairy-free cake for one, because I is lonely. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, lonely as a soul. When I heard you say that the other week, it, 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 um, it, it rang true with me as well. But I wanted to phone and I'm slightly happier now. Yeah, go on. So, um, I was in my little mess, metal box, feeling like life was slowly ticking away, and yeah. now I'm walking the dog in the woods, and it's, I couldn't feel more alive, so that's good. Um, you inspired me to volunteer for the Samaritans. Um, so if you hey. can take any any happiness from anything, you inspire someone to do something. Hey, that's you know, you know, Tom. That's absolutely brilliant. Have you have, have you been on the training yet? No, I haven't. I've just literally the day I heard the podcast, which was what Saturday week gone. Um, and that's not an expression. Saturday before last. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I heard the I heard the, the guy talking, and I I, I don't know what I didn't know. The statistics on suicide were that high for men, yeah. Or and the group of what was it, twenty six to thirty five? Just and it, it was twenty six. I think it's something uh, something like twenty five to fifty men. Uh, the age group twenty five to fifty. It's the biggest killer of men, yeah. which is and insane. That, I, 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 do you know what? I, I had to double check in. I didn't think the man was going to be lying to me, obviously, but I was that flabbergasted by the number. Yeah, and that's a nice word, isn't it? Flabbergasted. There we go. Beautiful. I, um, um, so the reason I phoned up anyway, I was stuck in the car earlier, now I'm home, starving hungry, I've missed dinner. What are, and you've got to answer this quick, quickly, the top three brands of crisps? Uh, Walkers, Smiths, and Golden Wonder. Okay, what flavour? you got to you, 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 I shouldn't have said brand. Specific hmm? flavour and type. What? 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 Alright, cheese, uh, cheese and onion. Yes. Um, uh, 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 Onion Monster Munch. Yep, oh, very good choice. Is that right? Well, no, no, it's no, it's no oh. competition, but the, it, it's just, the, um, yeah, that's a good choice. Um, and the third one, I do like the, um, the, 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 the big, the black, the, um, spicy, the Thai chilli ones that come in the black bag. I can't remember what they're called. Oh, Sensations. Yeah, them, them, them. 
Good crisps, good crisps. No, yeah, you missed Frazzles, but other than that, you did well. Well, Frazzles are a little bit 1983. Exactly, and so am but, I. But also, I can, I can put away, Tom, a whole packet of barbecue Pringles in one go on my own. Oh, easy, easy. That, that, that's dinner and lunch combined yeah. that's for the day. It's all you need. I think all the food groups are represented. I think, I think all the food groups are represented in, pring- in those barbecue Pringles. <laughs> I think you're right. As long as, as long as you eat the box, I think. They do all those Ponzi, but like um, pizza flavoured. But uh, when you go to the go abroad, and sometimes they'll have them over here for a few months. But when you go to like the continent or America, they'll have pizza flavoured Pringles and, and all these weird ones. You think, don't mess around, guys. I want me barbecue. I want me cheese, and I want me um, me, me, me salted or whatever they are. You want some really good chipstick because it's going to hurt your fingernails. Yep, so yep. that's one thing. You need the cheesy watsits to make your hands go the wrong colour. And you need, um, you definitely need a frazzle-based crisp. Yep. Well, but anyway. I'm glad we sorted that out, Tom, and thanks very much for letting me know um, your decision. I hope it goes well. Yeah, so do I. And if it doesn't, you know what, I'll do something else, and I'll, I'll find a way of being a bit more helpful than I am at the moment. So there we go. So You're a good man. That, if nothing else this evening. You're a good man, Tom. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks, Ian. Take B- care. Bye-bye. I've had about... Um, two or three other people who've gone on to who have said they're going to volunteer to be a Samaritan because of they heard um, the show. Well done. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. Um, practically wouldn't be impossible, you know, because I'm free in the day, but I just don't think I could do uh, that thing because it's listening. It's being a Samaritan, 116123, by the way, is, um, is about listening. And I'd keep wanting to chip in. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried this <laughs> you're not supposed to do that as a samaritan it's just you're literally that you're there to listen and to be someone on the end of the phone and i be well i think you should dump him um honestly you'll be so much better off without him <laughs> well good for you tom well done six but while six in ten do kind things to make the recipient feel loved or cheer them up more than Four in ten admit their motivation is to earn brownie points they can cash in later. Gee. Here's the thing, right? Number one, the number one thing to do to show that you love someone is is to cook them a surprise meal. Cook them their favourite meal, right? Have a think. I'm going to do a proper radio tease in a minute. I'm going to go to a break in a second, but I'm going to tease you. Who commissioned this survey to be done? Right. Bearing in mind that the number one sign to show that you show someone you care is to cook them their favourite meal. Have a think at who might have commissioned this survey. I'll tell you after this. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hilda Basmati Rice. That's who did the survey. Huh? Tilda Basmati Rice. They did... What? They... Tilda Basmati Rice did a survey into the top ten th- signs that show you love someone. What? Why? The list also includes sharing food, giving away the biggest chore, biggest, no, sorry, giving away the biggest or last slice of cake, 
doing the chores without being asked, or dishing out a hug. The best type of meal to cook was found to be the recipient's favourite dish, a healthy meal, a dish from their childhood, or Tilda Basmati rice. Um, some 85% of people say having a meal cooked for them makes them feel cared for or appreciated. Well, just go to restaurants every night, because that's what they do. Carol M. Rice, a life coach and author, said, Here we go. Offering to cook a meal when someone is ill, remembering birthdays or special occasions, helping a friend declutter a spare room can make life meaningful and rich. Are you nuts? Also, if I'm going to declutter... A sp- First of all, I haven't got a spare room. Secondly, if I were to declutter it, I'd want to do it on my own because um, I don't want no one seeing my clutter and I want to know where my clutter's going to go. You dig? Carol... Uh, Camellia Sheely from Tilda Basmati Rice, which commissioned the research, said... Everyone wants to feel they are cared for and appreciated. And sometimes it only takes something small. Well, let's go through the top ten list, shall we? So, signs of love. Top ten ways we show someone we care. And I'm slightly distracted because next to that are some pictures of Princess Diana. It's the Daily Mail. Um, Including one of her in a really awful kind of rectangular coat with a massive hat and then another one dancing with a very very camp looking john travolta looks very very camp very slim as well right oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way if you want to call for the last few minutes of the show um the top 10 signs of love top 10 ways we show someone we care number 10 sharing your food with them i mean these are all I th- I think these are all absolute rubbish. Number nine, saying I love you for no reason. I'm suspicious. Ed, I love you. Literally couldn't. What? Don't no. worry. No, here we go. This, this here we go. This is what happened. This is what we did with Dennis earlier on. This is what we did with Dennis. Number eight, listening to them when they offload. <laughs> Number seven, saying thank you for something. But that doesn't show someone we care. That's just like manners. That's just good manners, isn't it? So if someone holds a door open for me, a stranger holds a door open for me, thank you. It shows I care? What the hell is this? Number six, texting someone to see how they are. Oh. Ah! Oh, a big yawn, excuse me. Ugh. None of this means anything. None of this means anything. Number five, giving a compliment. You look nice, you twat. Oh, we'll see if we can get um, Angelos and Barry on the show um, maybe tomorrow or Friday, because they're, they're in the middle of their... Um, I don't know why that word made me think of them. 
because um, they're in the middle of their tour. Let's find out how their uh, their tour. And I use that term very, very loosely as going. Uh, we'll see if we can get them on tomorrow or Friday. Um, if you've got any complaints about their show, then do keep listening and, 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 and you can call in and I'll certainly allow you to, um, to hector them. Uh, number four, a spontaneous hug. Come on, give me a hug. Come on, give me a hug. Some people aren't very huggy. I've got a, f- a friend, a guy I used to work with, a guy called Dom. He was um, used to work on the eleven o'clock show, and he's, he was a brilliant producer, brilliant writer, and um, uh, made some really, really good shows. I'm not quite sure what he's doing now. I think he's writing more than producing, and he was really a, an integral part of um, nurturing my career earlier on. And I shall forever, forever uh, be indebted to uh, the work that Dom English did in, in, in terms of putting up with me and, and basically holding my hand as I went from signing on and being, you know, an idiot to being on telly and being an idiot. And he he did an absolutely brilliant job. Him and Harry Thompson. Harry Thompson, sadly, is dead now. Um, He was a genius. Anyway, I don't see Dom very often, right? I I bump into it. I've learned the lesson now, so it won't be happening again. But I I, I went through a period where I wouldn't see him for like two or three years. And when I'd see him, it was genuinely pleasing to see him. And I'd go in for the hug. And as as the hug was starting to happen, I, I would start to think... He's not a hugger, is he? I forgot. Because it's just, his arms would stay by his side and I'd be hugging. It's good to see you, man. And his arms would just be there. And it would be like hugging a wet fish. And I've done that three times. Just because I'm, I'm kind of a hugger. And I'd see him. I'd, you know, pleased to see him. Killed, uh, killed any comp- conversation. Number three, asking if they're okay. So that is better than texting them to see how they are. This is just... Fodder. Do you know what this is? This is this is just fodder to fill up a column of a newspaper and for lazy radio hosts to fill up the last six minutes of their radio show by talking about this rubbish. That's all this is good for. That's all this is good for. And then there'll be some radio hosts who'll then use a bit of that time to slag off the fact that this is rubbish. Too meta for you? Number two, making a cup of tea without being asked. Number one, cooking in their favourite meal bracket, Tilda Basmati rice. Flipping heck. What a load of old gubbins. Oh, this is what I meant to do the whole show about. Um, we're all going to die. We're all going to die, guys. Well, science whiz, Stephen Hawking, science whiz, Stephen Hawking, says humans will have to flee Earth within a thousand years to avoid extinction. So what's that's my, not my children, not my grandchildren, not my, probably my great-great-grandchildren. The physicist, 74. Does, it, it doesn't look it. Said plans should be drawn up now as the planet will not be able to sustain people in the long term. But we don't care about people a thousand years from now, do we? I don't think we really care. Lembit Opic... Um, was uh, when he was an MP, 
and probably still now, was always banging on that we needed a defence programme against meteorites. Now, now, now you're pulling the, your face there, you're pulling a face there, and I think that's unfair, because it, it, have you not seen that film with Bruce Willis where there's a meteor coming straight to Earth? Have you not seen that? And then there's another film where there's a meteor coming straight to Earth? And then there's another one. But that's, yeah, but that's only because they had a plan. They had a plan. We should have a plan because it's, it's happened, it happened before. It will happen again. I'm surprised we don't get hit by meteors more often because we're in space. And there's just like loads and loads of rocks floating around in space. No, not the, but big ones, big space rocks. He told the Oxford Union, we must continue to go into space for the future of humanity. I don't think we will survive. I won't do the voice. I don't think we will survive another thousand years without escaping beyond our fragile planet. In 2014, oh, he's a right doom monger, this Hawking fella. Hawking warned that artificial intelligence may also wipe out mankind. Only in the Terminator films, you prune. Goodness sakes. It's time for one more story. One more story. And we'll go home. Oh. What's this? Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is, um, this is fun. Uh, it's not fun. It's stupid. It's students standing naked in places. For once, they're all hoping to come bottom of the class. Law student Polly left is one of 18 bidding to be judged best bum at Cambridge University. Chris Wright, who's studying politics, is certainly an asset to the library. And classics and economic students Teresa and Michael proved to be an awesome pair. They stood on a boat. Awesome. They stood on a boat. The annual competition is organised by student paper, The Tab. It's a waste of everyone's life, isn't it? Here's the last story. This is brilliant, but it's it's a picture story, so it's really hard um, to uh, to say. But it's so it's this um, uh, street in Fakoka, Faku, Fakuoka, in Japan. Am I saying that properly? Fukuoka. F-U-K-U-O-K-A. Fukuoka. A, so it's a street, really busy street, and there's a massive sinkhole appears in Fukuoka. That's what they said when they saw it. Thirty metres wide and fifteen metres deep. Thought to have been triggered by subway construction in Fukuoka, Japan. Now, when we were doing local radio, you would get a sinkhole story once every few months, right? And I swear to God, there was one that happened when I started there. And four years later, it still hadn't been filled in and it still wasn't safe. The Japanese, less than a week. Less than a week, baby! Workers toiled round the clock to fill it and fix power lines. One Twitter user said, what? One Twitter user said, that was fast. And that's in Fukuoka, 
in Japan. That's it. We got away with it. Just about. Not one of the best. It'll do. Ta-ta. Talk Radio, the 21st century dream team of dialogue, debate and discourse. Talk Radio, give it some lift.